Hi, everybody. This is Joe from Thunk Tank Podcast. If you are a first-time listener, then welcome. We're very excited to have you here today. And if you are a returning fan, then um, don't know how you've stuck with us this long, but we really do appreciate it, rest assured. Uh, but all joking aside, um, we have a very fantastic episode today. Probably, I, I, I know I say this a lot, but definitely, absolutely the best episode we've ever done. Um, it's a bit of a different vibe as opposed to a specific topic, which we usually have week to week. We kind of went on another beer thoughts wander um, along the veins of a fan question and answer. So we actually got some fan interaction in terms of some questions and answers that they were questions that they wanted answered. So we did a bit of a Q&A like that. And uh, we hope to do more in the future. We kind of gave short notice last minute on Twitter because we forgot a topic for the week. But Rest assured, we will, again, let you know in the future with a little more advanced notice so you can ask your own questions. Yeah, so we discuss a, a bunch of different topics just in general based on what the fans wanted. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy what you hear. Um, please check us out on our blog as well. You can check that out at thunktankpodcast.wordpress.com and we just expand on some of the issues that we discuss um, in each episode there. And you can also check out some of our extra bonus content on Patreon uh, if you become a Patreon subscriber, of which we have more than several now, which is more than I ever expected. So uh, be one of the cool kids and and check that out because there's a lot of cool extra features there, especially in terms of extra content. We have some drunk tank episodes where we really get in deep. Um, So again, that's at patreon.com slash thunk tank podcast. Other than that, glad to have you here with us today. And, uh, you know, please, again, if you have future questions or topics that you would like us to cover, uh, you know, just comment in the description or you can email us directly. We include that in the description of each episode as well. Um, Yeah. So have a great time and see you on the episode. Bye bye. Attention, humans. This is a thunk tank. Please insert this podcast directly into your nearest orifice for viewing pleasure. Okay, you ready? Oh, shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Welcome. Come into our, come into our Thunk Tank. Luke, don't switch to the other peanuts. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Come in the tank. We're thinking, and we're thinking, <laughs> and we're thunked, and we're thunked. Oh my god, I'm probably more beer than man if we go far enough back at this point. It's going. I like how most of the episodes just start with at least one of us cackling because of the pregame shenanigans. So this is the uh, original style podcast which was originally just you and i oh god that's right this is the the original version as it was was, first iterated um this goes back to like last last year year. maybe i think it was last last year no i think it was before that because remember we would just get drunk and like record and that was it well i remember it we didn't post anything i remember it would start with like uh being like in a car or something and hitting record on a phone and then realizing that doesn't really work because you know it's just complete chaos 
Oh, like when you're driving, you mean? Or anything. Like, for example, I recorded us on the way back from that other half release. You did? Yeah. I don't remember that. I have it. You don't want to hear it. It's <laughs> rough. Oh. You were driving. God, I do remember. That was the one, um, the the tap takeover. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I slipped into that weird brownout zone because, yeah. you know, you're having a bunch of crap beer and all, everything seems fine. Oh, yeah. You kept yelling in the restaurant. <laughs> right. And so I don't know why I was yelling one, and I also don't know what I was yelling. Uh, yeah. I'm just glad you didn't record the restaurant part, but... Welcome, anyways, to our fan appreciation episode. Yeah, we don't actually know what this is going to be. Johnny couldn't really be available. <laughs> this just shows what a sham so this is without Johnny So this is going to be a Luke, Joe, Ramble, <laughs> slash, we're going to maybe Skype random people, slash, well, well, answer also, any questions that And also, send. if you would like to call into the cast, you can reach us at my Skype name, Wait, apparently. Wait, <laughs> if they're hearing this. They're hearing it in like a week. Uh, we have live listeners oh, on, on our Instagram <laughs> live stream right now. <laughs> well so for you folks you can uh call joe's uh skype name and theoretically you don't even have skype open yeah i do will it ring uh it, yeah it should. all right then we're good to go my skype name is uh fuck what's my skype name did we decide on this it's not a decision it's more of just a fact like what is it <laughs> Um, Let's see here. Why don't you tell the fine uh, Thunk Tank folks Joe what we're drinking? Joe 60 that's it. Um, yeah, so today we have... Let me try to get this. We have the... Um, ooh, Zero Gravity Craft Brewery Madonna IPA. This was our warm-up beer. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I think you're right. Um, what were you saying about the, the tail end of spice going on with this or something like that? I don't remember saying that. I was talking about your bean dog, dude. I know that's what I'm asking. That's why I'm wondering, like, what's going on with this? Oh, um, it's definitely got a little bit of bite to it. It's definitely more um, spicy <laughs> than, say, a Julius. Which did I see a Julius in there? Also, you should probably clarify. Like, no, I was talking about your bean dog, dude. Oh, Joe made <laughs> bean dogs, but that's not a thing. <laughs> nobody, oh. nobody in history. Well, I didn't know what it was when dog. you texted it to me. You're like, do you want a bean dog? I'm like, I bet it's just beans instead of the hot dog meat. Actually, you nailed it. That's exactly okay. What, it is. what is hot dog meat? Like, what do you think's in there? You know what's funny about that is I've never had a hot dog because I don't know what it is. I bet you had a hot dog when you were a kid. I mean, maybe when I was like three and, you, you know, your parents would cut up hot dogs and feed them to you like that. Yeah, maybe? like they cut them up with a fork yeah. and a knife and then you're like, oh, this is food. It looks like bologna. Yeah, I'm three. It's kind of the same as bologna, I think. Yeah, but I, so I, I think I think hot dogs, I think they might be pork product, but you can get hot dog. It's like turkey bacon or whatever. You can get it in whatever form you want. You can get beef hot dogs. Or right, like, or turkey hot dogs. Or I mean, the sausage is just a hot dog with different meat. Right. I mean, who knows what's really in but it? But what is that rubbery hot dog meat is what I mean. And why is it rubbery? Uh, and so, I, I you know, know, like a real hot dog, when you bite into it, it actually has a crack to the as you bite into it because that's the... Um, oh, the, the skin? The skin cracking. Yeah. And like fake hot dogs, I guess, simulate that, but they don't have any real skin. So like the ballpark hot dogs. What percentage of know. hot dogs are real? I mean, I, I don't... I'm not going to... Um, you know, live or die by my hot dog knowledge here, but <sighs> when was the last time you had a hot dog? Um, it, it must have been a long time. Like I can't even remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I have no memory Unless of they were giving them out at that other half release, then I probably had one there. Oh, my God. That's what you were screaming about. More dog, more dog, <laughs> more. You ate, like, 30 hot dogs that day, dude. So that was, that was, like, one of those times I just browned out enough to have flashes of memory from it. Yeah. And it, I don't I don't even like browning out. Like, some people like to get blacked out drunk when they go out on a Friday night, you know? It's well, what like, does that mean? Well, it's like, pregame till, like, 10 and go down to the bars and, like... They, it's like, they they don't. But what do they really like about it? What do they like about it? Is it? I would say. Is it the experience? Is, there's is it a few the actual... layers there. There is a fun layer to it, which I totally get. Right. Yeah. There's kind of the party. Um, I, I'm, there's a letting go to it. There's so many different vibes like that, you know, where you can do that in so many different ways, but it, it's the same end where you just wake up with a hangover. Yeah. And you so didn't accomplish anything. It's one of those like, to what extent are you going to bet against your future by? having fun in the present, right? Yeah, fair enough. And so, like, as I get older, I find less enjoyment out of the getting, going out, getting wasted type um, vibe. Yeah. Because it's like, well, what's my end game, you know? Yeah. Uh, do I do it once in a while? Yeah, like, recently I went to a few weddings. That's a great yeah. chance to sort of... You know, because weddings nowadays always have a bus that takes you from, like, the hotel to the reception and do back. They? Is that what they do? The, the last few weddings I've been to had buses that take care of that shit. Um, I mean, that works. Why like, not? Uh, my brother's wedding had that. This other wedding I went to. And it sort of just takes all the responsibility of, like, anyone trying to calculate, am I driving, right? Yeah. Because that's a real calculation, like... Well, that's a bummer if at your wedding on the way to the reception, it's half like, your family gets gets either yeah. in an accident or a DUI or something, or just dead, and it's or dead, yeah, yeah. That's not the vibe you want. And like, yeah, you're putting everyone at a risk to put them all in one bus. Like maybe that bus will drive off a mountain. And Have you ever been on on an actual party bus somewhere? Uh, no. It's pretty wild, man. Uh, like there are buses. You went on one to like wine tasting out east, right? No, I went on one to see Book of Mormon in the city. That's even. That, that was insane. I mean, the the amount of dancing on that bus while while it was driving on the highway. Yeah. So or, or is it, side is it, streets, is it not even like a like? What are the laws with that? Like they I say, don't know. click it or ticket. It. It's yeah. like you have to put your seatbelt on. Except if you're on a bus going seventy miles per hour, then you can do whatever the I mean, fuck I you want. I wasted. I won't name names, but yeah, there were people pretty much literally chugging champagne, hanging like crazy monkeys from you know bar things see but that's what i like about alcohol to an extent right yeah you were asking why why do you think people like to go out and get wasted well i guess the short answer would be like that that's the most immediate one right yeah there's probably depending on the person different reasons darker reasons yeah but it but at its core it sort of unleashes that inner whatever whether that's crazy monkey human or child right or inner inner monkey inner inner ape you know? Well, for some people, it's releasing their angry inner ape, and they, they're violent Yeah, drugs. it's a release valve for some people. But right? in a bad way. Like, obviously, alcohol can be a social lubricant, right? So yeah. for someone who normally would be a very reserved personality, all of a sudden, they're like, what's up, dude? Yo, I love you, yeah. man. You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. In a way, that's good. The only thing I don't think it's good with alcohol, um, I guess I shouldn't really like market what I don't like about alcohol on a thunk tank podcast i mean we're, we're, the good thing about our podcast is we're not at all beholden to any you know oh lar- yeah larger we, interests we have to keep it that way well we, yeah there's and no i don't ever pod- i don't ever want did, anybody did we did we get a message i think i, I heard a squeaky sound i, I, I over heard a squeaky radio. sound is someone <laughs> trying to reach us i think 
Oh, I've been told somebody's live commenting to us. Oh. Dead uh, air. Uh, all right. Some, somebody said talk more about beer. <laughs> so we're doing Fair it. Fair enough. We're so good we knew to do that. So let's, just to finish the, the um, people who get wasted kind of thing, I think it... it in the in the case where it brings out a better part of your personality, more yeah. open, more loving, more of that stuff, the problem is you were wasted, so you don't remember it. Ah, uh, and well, so you remember like, always, oh, but... last night was a great time, but then you go into work on Monday morning, and you're the same kind of shy, introverted person. Yeah. If you could find a way to like connect those parts of your personalities and be like, oh. I could walk into work on Monday and be like, what's up, Steve? Yo, Sally, what up? You know? That, that's how you're going to walk into work? Why not? <laughs> people would like, people would freak out, right? They'd be like, oh, why are you happy? You're at work. It's like, why wouldn't I be happy? Yeah. Fuck you. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> like that kind of shit. <laughs> but that's also a vibe of people that I work with sometimes. And I'm like, oh, dude. Well, if it's a mask that they're putting on, then that's yeah. no good. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, what was the most blackout you've ever been? Do you remember that? Uh, I, I have like two that come to mind. You have two. Um, yeah. One was a New Year's Eve problem, let's say. Was I there? Let me just say halfway through the night, I was wearing my half empty uh, <laughs> uh, 18-case like of, of Keystone as a Santa Claus beard. I think I was. Was I there for that? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, who knows? <laughs> so that night uh, started... Um, I believe it started with, like, random beer and some random, like, you know, everybody has to do a shot before they, like, go out for the night kind of thing or a few shots. People, what, 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 people like to do shots. It's sort of just like a, a B12, like, you know, five-hour energy boost, you know? Yeah. And um, so we, we did a few shots like that. And then each of us had a case of Keystone. Some people were... Um, ambitious enough to like have the mission to try and finish all 18 beers on new year's eve like that night yeah. which is not as crazy as like the <clears throat> beer we're drinking um yeah. if you tried to drink like six Julius's, you would be on mars you know yeah anything that's like, like a hefty ipa yeah i mean just right. percentage wise also like how filling it feels to your body yeah. like all that shit um so i had probably 12 keystones after the pre-gaming event right and, I'm, and then I was just sort of sharing all this beer because I was like, you know, I can't drink six more beers. I'm like wasted. <laughs> yeah, you were at And then capacity. at some point I thought I felt like Santa. So I put like this um, uh, beer case like on my face as if I was Santa, something like that, right? This is yeah. not the blackout part. This is the part I remember. <laughs> yeah. The blackout part comes, um, and by the way, I was with Johnny. Of course, naturally. Johnny um, Genie, as, as our so, fans may know. Uh, too hey, bad. By the way, folks, Johnny couldn't join us today. Oh, don't tell them that. Um, They're all going to stop listening now. He might He might call in if you hold on to the he, very end. He might call in. He said That's he true. might call in if he gets home from work. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Johnny and I were getting a ride home from someone. Yeah. Uh, their blood alcohol content was unknown to us, but suspicious. We, oh, that's not good. We just weren't in the um, state of mind to necessarily call it out, you know? Yeah. Um. 
I remember going to the beach because, like, something about being drunk, you always have this call to go to the beach, you know? <laughs> Whether yeah. it's daytime or nighttime, there's something about getting to open space and seeing views and, and yeah. water. Um, it just seems right. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. And then I remember um, the memory just gets, oh, we <laughs> we got a six-pack of beer on the way to the beach. <laughs> Wait, this is on all on New Year's Eve? Yeah. Wow. The six-pack was purchased at, like, 4 a.m., I'm amazed you got that. Um, and then we went to the beach and we were like uh, having more beer. And uh, allegedly, I don't know if that's legal or not. Allegedly. Supposedly. This is all alleged. Um, yeah. This is all a joke. <laughs> good, a it's a one, comedy man. podcast. Yeah. So everything's a joke. Hey. Um, yeah. We're up to three viewers. And then a girl that I was somewhat interested in at the time. This was like in college. Apparently, I wrote a long message to. Yes, thank you. That night when I got home, I also called my older brother and left a voicemail. That's amazing. Does that voicemail exist? Um, it probably doesn't exist because my brother has a habit of dropping his phone into the ocean. Like literally, he he. <laughs> like just last week. <laughs> I mean, just all the time he has a new phone, but he only has flip phones, so it's a it's like thirty bucks, no problem. Wait, he still only has flip phones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he refuses to upgrade. He checks his email mean? like once a week, I think. One of those cats. That's amazing. Um, I assume you're talking about your older brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, that's no, my, 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 uh, <laughs> my twin brother, who will actually be on the podcast in a few episodes to help out with the Seinfeld uh, deep dive episode. I can't, I can't wait for that. I'm so excited. Dude, I've been watching Seinfeld and taking notes. Yeah. Um, just sort of like I watch an episode and I'm watching them with Turkish subtitles, which is a little trippy. Yeah. Because like. So I'm realizing so much of Seinfeld is about the delivery, you know? Yeah. And it's so all like nuanced. just the factual like yeah. content of it is not funny necessarily but it's sort yeah. of like the pauses and the body language and all oh yeah that. that's a huge part so of it, i'm definitely. taking a lot of notes that's going to be a good episode yeah so you know you mentioned something interesting about the santa beard which clearly means that you're prone to you know pageantry and dressing up which is funny because <laughs> the comments are blowing up right now and they want to know the, the comment the last few comments were why isn't luke in a frog suit really followed by look at it followed by ribbit ribbit so <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, apparently Luke got really drunk one episode. I have to go listen back and find out. <laughs> and promise that... I'm if, a man of my word. If somebody donated enough money... I don't he, think I gave my word on that. He gave his 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 sole discretion and honor. It's possible we could post a, a video suit. of me dancing in a frog suit for Patreon only. Well... That it, seems fair. It, you know, and whoever else agreed to or buy the frog this? suit. how about this? I'll wear the frog suit for an episode. That's a good idea. I That's like a that. good compromise. I just don't know. I don't know how to dance. I don't know where this came from. I like, mean, I could, I could. I, if what, I'm, what if I have a frog say? suit on and I'm doing a podcast, I'll give a little, a, a little wiggle here or there and yeah. dance for I think, you. I think they would be happy. With, fans, would you be happy with that? Uh, oh, we're down to two. <laughs> 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 I guess that says it all. So, um... My brother uh, comes in. I'm like sort of in my living room, den, whatever you call different rooms in a house. Um, it's all made up. So I'm sitting there with like this massive hangover, just like just trying to like recover. Right. And he's like, that was some voicemail you left me last night. I was like, what are you talking about? You know? And then he yeah. played it for me. I was like, that doesn't even sound like me. It was like terrifying in a way. no no i mean it wasn't it wasn't like slurred speech level right i think i'm lucky i, I get that. i get to that like blacked out like stage um like i i get to a point where i know i should stop drinking 
uh, well before I'm just like out of my mind. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I know. And so it, it was just to weird to hear myself saying something like four hours ago, five hours ago. Out of your mind. It was 5 a.m. and now yeah. it was like 10 a.m. And I'm like, one, out of my mind, yeah. right? And two, I have no idea of of why I did it, that I did it. And How I'm, you did it. It's like I'm, I'm, when you did it. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was just disturbing. Then I go on Facebook. And on Facebook, I see a message back from someone. I'm like, oh, cool, this person messaged me. And then I look why they messaged me. And it was because I drunkenly, like, wrote this long, embarrassing, like, text, basically. Yeah. Um, and what did she respond back? It was fine. She was just like, oh, like, haha, you must have been wasted last night. I was like, uh, yeah. Let's. Well, what was it like along the lines of more that you wanted to more than you wanted to say in terms of just that like, and the way of saying it and just just everything <laughs> imagine like there's a girl you like and you're like at that stage where you're you know talking a little bit every day and you're like all right i want to see if something could work here you'd be like hey you want to go out for a meal or something right you wouldn't be like a listen meal? we've been talking and it's really good don't you think it's really good you know like <laughs> i think i'm great i think you're great i think we should be great again fuck so th- trump that was my i don't know you you said you blacked out during the episode on nukes, but yeah, yeah, I don't remember the end of the episode. I don't remember like the second half of that episode. Yeah. Well, maybe that's when the frog thing happened. Oh, that's entirely possible. <laughs> I'm no, just... I think I think it was in, in the episode when I was in North Carolina because oh really? I always get oh you, when I'm you, doing you, a cast from, drunk from Johnny's house because yeah, you know because you mean our southern no studios. explanation yeah. needed southern studios it, it, yeah. it just it just sort of goes down there's that a way. there's a 7-eleven size beer fridge in our southern studios yeah it's pretty well stocked too um, it's uh there's no shortage of um of uh fuel there for us to so uh power on through. what beer did we just crack yeah actually that was another question just asked what beer did we just crack so um i think it was the sand city a diamond in the rough yep, picked up yesterday i would say one of their better beers it's and they have a lot of they have a really solid lineup at this point. I mean, I don't know. What do you think in terms of comparing this to some of the the best um, IPA breweries? Because I know we have we have some other high leading candidates tonight, including Treehouse. And I would argue that Sand City, what they're doing is it's. I mean, I think Treehouse is still they're playing the same game. I would yeah, say that tre- for sure. Treehouse is still top of the tree for me, but. What Sand City's been able to do, I, I mean, this beer right now, it's, it, Diamond in the Rough, it's fantastic. I, I think Diamond in the Rough is one of their better beers that they've made. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy a lot of Sand City's beers really for good. different reasons. But this is similar to the reason I enjoy Green from Treehouse. Mm. And the reason is I just taste it and I think, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Other things I can be like, ooh, that's so interesting. I yeah. like the taste of this. I like how the hops have that very grassy, whatever the, yeah. the vibe is. But this is my personal, what I want a flavor to be, yeah. kind of beer. So did I, I t- can respect other types, but... Mm. Did, I, did I tell you my experiment with the Julius today? Because Oh, at the beach, right? So essentially what I did, because I've been suspecting now, because so we got some Treehouse Julius beer. I think last week or, or at the beginning of the week, whatever, like five, six days ago. And it just, I, I don't know, it, it didn't taste like ripe. Like it didn't taste ready to me. And I had this theory that if I waited a while, 
it would taste better because that's happened to me with other beers. It's where, not unknown. And I don't know why. I, I it think was this fresh is a question, enough that yeah, I think it this couldn't is a have question, been bad. I think this is a question for Johnny because even today, having waited now like over a week from its canning date, um, it, it was already definitely better. It tasted better. It popped more. Yeah. So the, I had Julius on the, the day I picked it up. Yeah. The day, day after it was canned probably, yeah. right? And I was like, hmm, whatever. Three days later, I had it while making a dinner still yeah. up in Massachusetts. And um, uh, yeah, two days later, maybe actually, because it was a Saturday. I picked it up yeah. on the Thursday and it was popping, right? Yeah. What do we mean when we say popping for uh, people that might not drink beer? I think it's just like a full flavor, right? Yeah. We use the same language in the music world. Like if, if um, you know, you have a texture of music. You could say that is as is the way the sound of the orchestra hits you in the audience, yeah. and to make your sound project out or pop out of the texture, often that's a bad thing because you don't want to stick out in some kind of negative way, right. you know. But often, um, for any trumpet players that might listen to this, I'll geek out with the exact kind of passage I'm thinking of, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet Overture by Tchaikovsky. There's that trumpet moment where it's it just you just need to like pop out of the texture of the orchestra and like send people back into their chair in in just like holy shit this is the most thrilling thing uh that's one of my favorite things about trumpet in the orchestra is that it has that power is it has that power in fact bud herseth i brought that guy up um in our episode with kevin clouther yeah um he's the chicago symphony former trumpet principal trumpet he he would I, i remember a quote of his something where he's like um he talked about like walking on a tightrope, right? Yeah. You can make people think that you're about to fall off. And for trumpet, if you're playing loud enough, you start to realize like that's not sustainable, you yeah. know? And so he would say, I knew where my fall off point was, but 90% of that I could sustain for a sprint, right? Yeah. You couldn't play like that a whole concert, but. You would just run out of steam, si- right? Yeah. Like. And that's a general thing. I think young brass players tend to play like, way too loud They're, all the they, time they play a little too brash a little too loud and just like always like listen to us which is also makes sense from like a maturity perspective right yeah. like people you know just, well that's what people how people that's act. how you learn um sometimes so it can be that's what we mean by popping out of the texture yeah um in in in, in taste it's like the the juice notes pop out in just the right way yeah. but then they're balanced by all the other components in the pier and, and that's, that's what, what separates me... a good beer from a great beer, too. Sure. Is when you have that body complexity. And that's something else I noticed with the Julius today, that when it was a little bit warmer, it tasted way better. It, it just, you could taste, like, the full body of the beer. When it was cold, it was just, like, a little too almost sharp tasting. Like, the whole, yeah. like, like, the the flavor Like biting profile. into a, an immature fruit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And once it warmed up a little bit, you're like, oh, the citrus is, I mean, you that's know, common with stouts. You know something I actually yeah, do, and that's true too. Um, tell me if 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 this sounds wrong. Anybody listening, it could just be like a weird preference for me, but because this beer can warm up so fast, as it starts to warm up, the way I taste it, I start to um, lose my interest in it. Wait, what? What beer? Treehouse in particular? A- any beer? Oh, any beer. Um, a- except stouts. When stouts start to like really get warm, they're still interesting because yeah. of a, they're a stout. Um, for me, I usually put my, let's say I, I'm, I, I get home and I'm going to uh, drink this Sand City or drink a Julius or something, right? Mm. I'll pop that 
um, in the freezer for about five minutes with, um, let's say, the glass that I'm going to pour it in. And so I'll get the glass chilled and I'll get um, the beer chilled just a bit colder so that I pour into the glass and I don't have to deal with uh, an almost warm beer like halfway through drinking it. So it does get a little bit too cold sometimes, but I, I'm a freezer freezer guy with the beer. Well, that's the strange thing is that I've always been that way too, but something about that Julius um, from Treehouse. It, it got uh, better when it warmed a bit. It got better when it warmed. Fair. I believe it. Yeah. What do you think between the um, – if you guys are following on our Instagram, we, we've been um, pretty good with tweeting out all the beer that we're – coming across lately and so uh you might have seen that i was up at treehouse recently and picked up a bunch of treehouse um like way too much did i tell you what happened on reddit joe like today no i just mean like uh, a week ago when i posted there's a, a subreddit called um beer porn and you post like beer porn pictures you know what i mean i don't mean like sticking a can like up your ass or something I mean, like, um, you post pictures of, you know, a beer you just poured, something, you know, artful with beer, maybe like a bunch of beer you just picked up, that kind of shit. So I posted a picture of all the treehouse, and um, it was like, it was like all the, I guess I got three and a half cases, and it was like on on the, the, what do you call that? Hand cart? The hand cart. Yeah. And so people were like, oh shit, treehouse, few comments, right? It ended up getting like, maybe a hundred upvotes in this beer, beer porn subreddit. And then one of the comments was just like, yo, bro, you can't lift three cases of beer. You should probably spend your money on a gym membership instead of, you know, buying that much beer. He's not wrong, Luke. The beer's kind of been going to your uh, (laughs) your tummy there. You're never going to fit into your frog suit (laughs) at this rate, dude. It's over. (laughs) That would be a weird cop out, right? (laughs) I just drink enough beer so I can't fit into any size frog suit. Be like, sorry, guys. I'm pretty sure the frog suits are, are big You'd enough. You'd be like, sorry, guys, I'm too fat now. And they'd be like, great, you sound just like Admiral Akbar. We have a suit for that. It's a trap. It's a trap. I put myself in a trap. Don't put the frog suit on. It's a trap. Copyright infringement. Stop. Stop. No uh, more imitation. It's no, been that, five I th- seconds. I think that's fine. We decided seven seconds, right? So I, I wrote back to this guy kind of nicely. I was like... Um, <laughs> kind of nicely. I assumed he didn't know that they were 16-ounce cans for one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem with this comment, Luke. <laughs> so I, I replied back. I was like, I was like, oh, I I didn't even really try to like lift it. I'm sure I could if I really had to, but yeah. they offer the hand cart for free. Plus, these are like 16 ounce cans. It is like decently heavy. Yeah. And then he writes back and says, I just weighed out a 16 ounce can. Uh, it's one point whatever pounds. Like times that by 80. My original point stands. Wait, isn't that like? A lot of pounds. 80 pounds. I think it's a lot. That's I mean, a lot of also pounds. Also, my shoulder is kind of injured right now. It's like, it's 50 feet to the parking lot. And then I, I, I think felt... He, I, think, I think he wants to bang you, The dude. reason I found this interesting is this is not political. This is not like about a recent shooting and a gun debate thing. I found myself like being like, oh yeah, and starting to write a reply. <laughs> and like, Yanka looks over at I'm me. I'm glad you get so visceral about that and not school shootings and politics. <laughs> No, I'm saying in the same way that I sort of had a flag long ago to realize, like, hey, don't get upset about politics. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I was was doing this, right? 
and she looks over. She's like, "What are you typing?" I'm like, "This fucking asshole!" Like, and then I was like, "Wait a second, I'm not gonna answer." Yeah. And then it was like over. <laughs> of course it was. It was like no wonder people yeah. get sucked into online like just trolling being awful people. I mean, there's a fine line <clears throat> between trolling and just being an asshole. Dude, I saw that on Facebook um, a couple of months ago. This person was just writing. Somebody posted something. Um, I forget. I totally forget what the topic was about. But somebody else made just started making horrific comments about how gay people should be treated, like things that you would never things. Even if you were anti, you know, gay marriage or gay whatever, you wouldn't say these things mm-hmm. about. Like I, I don't even remember how the specific examples, but they were really bad comments. And this guy was trying to argue with this person. And they were going back and forth, and this person just back kept and forth. back and forth, and this person just kept saying like more despicable things. And finally, I just in the middle of the thread commented, "I believe you have a troll in your mitts." Yeah, just in the middle of There's their a like troll 40, in Central Park because I was just <laughs> I was just following it because I was fascinated because I could see yeah, that yeah. Th- this guy was getting sucked in. By this person who, for I, I don't know for what reasons, if it was just a sociological experiment, if they were just thinking, let me go fuck with this guy, but he was buying into it, and I said that, and then um, I, I said, you have a troll, no, actually what I said was, you have a troll in your mitts, best not to feed it, and the troll person just commented back, nom nom nom. <laughs> and, like, all right, I'll wait for the next one. Don't worry. Yeah, like, yeah. He was, he was like, oh yeah, you got me. You called me out. And then the other guy was like, oh, I see. Well, fuck that other person still. And the other person was like, yeah, fair enough. And that was just like it. That ended yeah. the conversation. So I ruined their troll game. There, but so that, it's like, easy maybe to get we can make in. like some kind of software algorithm that just we? like flag. Not we. I mean humans <laughs> as a society. Um, I'll have to learn some coding before yeah. I do that. But something that like automatically. Uh, detects like troll like behavior and like flares if you're like typing something that's troll like it will flare it and like tell you um like you know do not engage disengage it'll be like an extension on your mozilla or like chrome like browser it'll be like troll detector yeah let's do it Uh, how do we copyright this right now a student troll detector a student came into my conference uh, uh we had student conferences this week and he said that he was working on apps and there's some MIT program that they use, and he's been making apps like through some school class thing or something. So okay, it's doable. Oh, you mean you're gonna ask him? I could. <clears throat> Why not? I mean, I got to get something out of this whole teaching thing. We'll we'll deal with that. We'll put that under also our, tank our, incorporated. Our, our fans who are live streaming, they they agree that that guy sounds like a fucking douche. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we we we're we're on the side of morality. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think, but we so I should. Are they saying I should have um, written a, na- uh, a a nice you know uppercut comeback to the guy? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> we'll see what they say. So, uh, did you I know. tell you the other like funny thing I've been doing this week? No. Yeah, let's update. What, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> the fans so, have been asking. They, they've been wondering what has Luke been up to this week. So I'm going to Turkey at the end of the summer. Uh, Uh, for like three weeks right that was turkish um i've been there before and last time i went there i had just started learning turkish right yeah and it was my first experience trying to really learn another language 
And like, I thought like, all right, I got something here. I think I can do it. And then I got there. I was like, yeah, I don't, I, not I even close, not even close. Right? Fuck, I should have stuck with how to learn where, where's the bathroom. Yeah. I would yeah. have better invested my time, like, you know, donating my sperm and like paying for the Google translate, like, you know, thing. Like, what? I don't know. Just making money with that time. I meant because like, I love how that's your version of being productively fi- financial. It was only it's like donating sperm <laughs> and doing something with Google apps. <laughs> don't listen to the details listen to the longer arc here the devil is in the arc not the details here (laughs) it's in both (laughs) the devil is at the crossroads Ooh, i'm gonna steal that for a book dude um that's a quote by someone famous you should look it up first (laughs) that's fine i think you're allowed to what's the rule it might even be in the bible it's 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 seven seven words or, or fewer and you're good like oh you can't copyright like four words no I don't think so. Harry Potter, not copyrighted. Uh, Let's start a blog called Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> about what? We'll get all the traffic. About what? Rocks. <laughs> Geology. We could do that. Just make like a, a, a phony one in our... Uh, oh, we're up to three three viewers now. There we go. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm going to Turkey at the end of the summer, right? Yeah. As I was saying, last time I went there, I thought I could handle speaking... It was, if anyone's tried to learn another language, you'll know like the stages that you go through. And I, I was only three months into learning, right? Yeah. So at that stage, you you get to have some gears start turning, but it's still a confusing mess in your head when you try to speak. You're just like, yeah, grasping well, it's, at it's, 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 and especially when you're in another country or you're around people who actually speak the language. Sure. They're at a to- they're on a totally different gear wavelength than <clears throat> processing wavelength yep. than you are, right? And and to just give an example of that. If you're coming from Turkey, let's say, and you learned something like, um, I was going to go yesterday, right? Yeah. Now, we don't even think twice about the fact that if you hear me say, I was going to go yesterday, you right away know that when I say I was going to go, that I mean I was going to go, right? right? Those kinds of colloquial ways of speaking, of changing pronunciations, right? Those aren't taught in textbooks, right? Mm. So, I mean, if you learn a language from a textbook, you're going to have to spend another whole amount of time like listening to podcasts, listening to radio, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. That comes up all the time with my students who are from outside of uh, the United States where especially what's weird is they'll, you know, come to me during a summer class like I'm teaching now, which is only six weeks. And they'll ask, well, how do I figure this out and i say not in six weeks you can't learn the nuance of any language in six weeks it's just not going to happen and i i say the best way to start doing that is to start consuming whatever information you normally consume in your home language or preferred language in a different one Start doing, whether that's Netflix or news, especially news. Even if it's not making sense to you, it can still be sort of, it it can start to wire the subconscious of your brain, even though it's a mess up here and you can't make sense of it, it starts to influence your brain. The point is you got to get out of the textbook. You got to get into You got to get out of the textbook. You got to get into how people are actually speaking. How do they use words, Yeah, and why are they using them? Words that are the same meaning but used in certain cases, right? And Um, and it's it's a totally different experience then, but it's probably, I I think actually, because I've told this to students before and 
obviously in a in a short like summer session you don't really get to see the results of that entirely but over the course of a a full-length semester i've had students who they go from barely speaking english they might be able to read and write it but speaking becomes a totally different almost separate issue and they they get really better at it over the course of the semester if and they, you can notice, if they take yeah. those steps oh yeah you totally notice yep. you totally and you can see the students who actually took your advice and the students who didn't yeah and the students who didn't they they come back to you at the end of the semester and they sort of they seem confused and you can kind of call them out on it and say, well, what have you been doing to actually learn? And they're like, uh, Google Translate. And right. I say, well, that's what I told you and at the beginning of the semester wasn't going to work. Don't get me work. wrong, right? We, we take uh, for granted so many things we have in a technological world. Yeah. Google Translate compared to any other time in the 1900s you could be growing up, right? Yeah. That's a miracle. Well, think, imagine think how useful that would be throughout history, like, yeah. Word by word, flipping back and but forth. But you know what? Maybe you don't learn from really from Google Translate. Well, I mean, you learn or not learn in a different way. I mean, it's up to you I, whether yeah. you make it a well, useful way. Well, I think, uh, you, I think it's right. easier to learn a language now than ever before. That's true. That's definitely true. It's and, whether and you do it. Google Translate can be used as a tool to help you learn a language, but as we're pointing out if you use that as the primary thing and you don't use any other aids right. or well know, if, if if you resources it's not going to take it's not going to stick or it right. just it very often doesn't i've seen and it also you stick. have to have a, a knowledge of the language enough to make sense of google translate right yeah. well you need you need a, a a sense of and this comes back to what you were talking about earlier about nuance you need a sense of the culture i yep. mean so much about learning a language is about learning the culture right right and, and 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 there's so many phrases and exceptions to rules um, and you know oh six and one half a dozen the other someone will be like why are you bringing up numbers we were talking about school i don't you even know? know what that means it means it means either way it means either or so why not just say that six in one half you, a dozen sort of the asshole? other you're saying six or a half why didn't you just say either so or? much of language though seems to be clever ways to it's Nuance. almost like you show off. It's like flicking your wand if you're a wizard and, and making a nice yeah. little spell in the air. You get to show off your intelligence, your grasp of the knowledge by coming up with a nice, you know, because um, those catchphrases always have a sort of rhythm to them, like a, yeah. a lyrical quality. Yeah. Um, so anyways, this was the first time I went to Turkey. Barely could communicate. It was really frustrating. Yeah. Now, um, I've been continuing to study for the last two and a half years and um, listening a lot, a lot of YouTube watching in Turkish, switching Netflix to Turkish. Um, I have yeah. a flashcard app that I have. I'm building new vocabulary words all the time. So I've been doing a lot of work, right? And so it's at a totally different level now. But I still thought, like, I can't have just a conversation, a natural conversation. Right. There's too many things that aren't coming up. And so I was perusing through language learning sections of reddit and one of them um mentioned this app called hello talk and uh this app is a way for people you you make an account you put some kind of profile picture of something they just want to make sure like you're not a bot you know right. um i mean you could theoretically put a profile picture of a pineapple or, or something or a robot um or a robot or, or anything um so uh, I make one of these. This was like three days ago, let's say. And so I just say like, oh, I'm like, you know, native speaker of English, intermediate in Turkish, trying to get better, right? And so I, w I, I look at the app for like a few hours. This was like in the evening, so whatever. 
I, I kind of see what it's about, but then I, I'm, I'm figuring I'll lose interest in it. I wake up to like 30 messages from Turkish people being like, Merhaba, like, hi, Luke. Like, oh my God. I want English to teach me. Oh, wow. You learn me Turkish. Something, you know, like, Dude, I'm like, you know, oh, you boy. Know, if, you, if you learn Turkish, like, even pseudo well enough, you could make pretty decent money so, teaching. Well, yeah, that's true. There's, um, like, a lot of different ways you can do that online. I would even, say I already remotely. know enough to teach beginning English. It's, it's not a um, bad thing to consider, man. Because, one, a lot of these people's English is pretty bad, you know? And um, they don't even really write much in English. So, like... Um, it's 75% them writing in Turkish and then they'll write something in English like, you know, um, I want to, uh, with study abroad, go to, you know? And yeah, you're like, I get it. Well, I mean, I get it. That's the interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. And I've been telling a lot of these people like, like, and what's cool in this app is you're chatting and then yeah. you hit something the other person says and then you hit correct yeah. and you can make a carbon copy of the version that you made and then the software will make red crossouts through the incorrect parts and then put green like underline where the fixed version yeah. corresponds. So I've actually learned a fuck ton in just the past two days of like random like I'm sitting at my table eating, I just start a random conversation, right? Yeah, that's cool. Um so on the one hand it's super cool and um like I was talking to two people in pilot school who need to like pass an English test. I was talking to this one person who wants to like study abroad and needs to pass the TOEFL, like these kinds of things. Yeah. And then this one girl was like, um, what's up? You oh, know, boy. Blah, blah, go. blah. In, in Turkish. And then like her English was pretty bad. And <clears throat> in my profile for this thing, I said, oh, I'm going to Turkey with my girlfriend and her family doesn't really know English. Like this is why I want to learn. And so it was pretty clear like – you know, you know where I'm going with this. It was pretty clear, yeah. like, I'm not looking to find any foreign brides to, <laughs> you know, get paid and... and, and I'm not looking for a slice of turkey. a green card or something. <laughs> so she says um, something after maybe, like, 10 minutes of random, like, oh, like, that's a cool major, like, that kind of stuff. And she said, like... What's the translation for whip it out? In Turkish, she said, like, um, two... To your friend, um, you should introduce me. And then I just assumed, like, it was a phrase I didn't know. So I said, oh, I don't understand. Like, can you try to say in English? And then she said, can you meet me to your friend? Maybe, like, boyfriend, maybe husband can be love, too. Does not matter. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. And you're like, so the going rate on visas is what? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to be yeah. c more careful on um, using this app now and just make sure, like... Yeah, dude. What, what, what you know, it, 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 it was just mysterious to me. Like, she was totally serious. She's like, well, my two choices sure. are to go back to school or to get married. I'm like, I recommend going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Having done one of those... I would recommend the one that I know works. I mean, definitely uh, don't marry someone you don't know. <laughs> to come here. <laughs> to come here. Like, I don't know what you think you're going to get here. Um, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of other places that aren't as it's good. It's pretty hot in New York City today. It's going to be hotter tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Um, so this has been a trippy time. It's really, uh, um, if you're, if you're interested in learning on. a language, think about 
doing this app. I mean, of course, you could have like conversations like Skypey kind of things, but so far, just like the uh, typing, you know, you can uh, translate anything uh, you don't know right within the app, and um, it just it's in natural conversation that words come up. Oh, we're opening a green. The legendary treehouse green is upon us. Cheers to all you Thunk Tank listeners. And So speaking of our Thunk Tank listeners, I think we would not be doing due diligence if we didn't go to our questions that our fans have sent us. Oh, th- shit. That they want us to know. So our is first question. Is this our AMA episode that appar- we've just been rambling on, not yeah. aing anything? <laughs> we haven't been aing any <laughs> Wait, M- so if without the a- answer part, is it? It's just am. It, it, ask me. Oh, no, it's still an AMA. You, you guys can ask us anything. We're just not answering them right well, we might i mean it, it, if they say like how many you know uh, i'm not gonna finish that sentence never mind <laughs> but that's my point how many cucumbers don't finish that yeah sentence. exactly <laughs> yeah how many vienna sausages no <laughs> so we're not going there tonight um well maybe we are like share and subscribe um but <laughs> our first sober you've ever said that. i know that's pretty good but our first question comes from uh zach k um out of uh someplace Oh, he has two questions for the thumb tankers. He has two questions. His uh, his first. How do I read the question and talking to the mic at the same time? I, I can read it. All right, so you read the the questions. How much time in a week, say, do you spend on creative pursuits outside of work? Does this count as a creative pursuit? Uh, that's a good question. Creative pursuit. The answer is no. What? Podcasting or beer? <laughs> I just hit the mic, so I'd say this is not a creative pursuit. <laughs> Um, Beer is a perfectly creative pursuit. No, I think he means like probably. Well, he can tell us what he means because he's watching us on Instagram. Like that. But um, I think he means like writing or music and shit like that, you know. And if that is what he means, then the answer is um, probably as many hours as beers I drink per week, maybe. No, probably more than that. I don't know. It depends. It's different on a week to week basis, right? It's like. Some weeks, if I've gotten my, because I teach, so my schedule's kind of a little erratic, right? It's like sometimes during the semester, you're way busier than others with grading and towards the end with finals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, every every year, if you have the same job for a while, it sort of yeah. takes on this sort of yeah. rhythm and I kind throughout of, the and year. And I kind of know, I kind of know <laughs> when to then. Like hit, summer's hit those, always been. A, a good mo- great, great time to great like, time for for Joe World. Yeah, get it's actually hard to know you in the summer because like my yeah. summers don't necessarily change that much. Yeah. And like you're riding summer vibes. Like yeah. I'll be like, "What's up?" You'll be like, "Beaching. You should come." Yeah. I'm like, "On a Wednesday?" You're like, "Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. I beach on a Wednesday?" Yeah. What the- <laughs> Dude, have you looked outside? The weather's great. So yeah, it sort of depends on a week to or uh, whatever to whatever basis. Um, because, yeah, I, and I'm the type of insane person where if I get into a groove, I'll kind of throw everything else out the window and just write all night or something like that or sure, edit all night. But that's or, part of it. Yeah. I mean, that's I part mean, of I the creative process. I think part of being definitely. an artist, it's one way to say what you're answering. Uh, part of being an artist, I think you have to design your life to have enough space in it, right? Yeah, if everything's too regimented. Yeah. Creativity doesn't strike you. Well, that's what's funny about it is the mani- the level of management. <clears throat> it, it it becomes very intuitive, much like the creative process itself, right? Yeah. Where like you have to be able to do enough to support yourself, right, and figure out how to get through 
day by day, week by week. And then within that, somehow be creative. It's tough. It gets harder um, the older you get, too. I find as a as a, a music performer, like, there are practice sessions that end up just being a little bit too, like, maintenance and staying in shape type practice sessions. And then there are the practice sessions that... <clears throat> some moment of creativity came over me from like listening to something or whatever. And I, I'm like, I have to go practice and like, I'll start practicing at 9 PM or something just because the creativity moment struck me. So it really just depends. I mean, I find that when, whenever my schedule is too closed in, I don't have creative time. Yeah. But also to answer that question, I'm a fucking idiot. Like I waste so much time. It's, not the worst thing, I guess, like, but I tend to spread myself over, like, many random things, you know? Yeah. So, like... And the internet doesn't help. The internet helps with a lot if if, if well, you... Well, again, it's, it's like a, a tool, tool like Google Translate. Well, it's a tool. It's like a you wrench. Gotta you use could it use well. it to, like, make wrenchy things happen, or you could hit yourself on the head with it by accident, you know? Or on purpose. Or on purpose. Yeah. So, you know, if I have a day off, in my mind, I'm looking at, like... I had Thursday off, I had Wednesday off, and I had Tuesday off this week just because all the certain particular students on those days canceled and I was um, just happened to be off. So uh, those you got days, off. I get it. I, I, as I was um, looking at those days from Monday night, I was like, oh man, like I have a forever amount of time to accomplish whatever I want, you yeah. know? And I barely accomplished the one goal I had. Yeah. No, <laughs> I just, but I, I did I, a I lot. I did a lot of random things. Yeah. But it just, all of them were like going five feet in random directions and learning things, but not even going like, you know, 10 feet in the direction that I needed to be going in. In yeah. this case, like it was just like researching and like I yeah, got to right. get a new car, you know? Right. Yeah. It was a very practical. It was just a issue. practical yeah. thing. And it was so boring compared so. to all the, oh, this article seems cool. Like, oh, look at yeah. this YouTube video. And like, it's oh, e- like, that's easy to happen with the internet. And it's funny too, because w- when I think about a question like this, one of the coping, sort of coping mechanisms I've developed over the years, and I don't know how much it actually is a coping mechanism, but it is a way that I've sort of come to terms with the fact that I can't always be creatively productive. And that's this fact of what we were talking about earlier, how a lot of times you're faced with the option of, well, do I stay up? I I have this great idea, right? For a story or, you know, inspiration for whatever. And I, I can stay up and just go to town on that and, you know, work that out for three, four hours. But I have work in the morning. Like I have to go work that I might hate that I might not want to go to. I need to get like new tires on my car. And if I lose my job, I'm fucked. Right. Something deep in your mind knows that if I don't have money, I can't go to stop and drop successfully. That's more, that's more powerful than my alarm clock. I'll wake up on days. I have work when I wouldn't, like I wouldn't wake up if I have a day off and I set an alarm, sometimes I'll sleep through it. But if I have work that Isn't day, that's so cool. And I know I have to get there. I'll, I'll wake <laughs> but up. It's your subconscious. That's something I woke about up the two, way consciousness works. I, yeah. Keeps you more I woke alert. Up, I woke up two minutes before my alarm went off for, for cla- to get ready to go to class the other day. That's I just hilarious. woke up. And, and that's like a regular thing for me. Like have that's you heard, not a rarity um, of this phenomenon where like when you're sleeping for the first time in a new room, like in a ho- new hotel room or a new apartment, whatever it is. Yeah. Your brain, half of it 
like stays alert to a higher degree than usual. Oh, because you're in like a foreign environment. Yeah. yeah. And then as you sleep in that same place I more, that. Yeah. you know, and, and I, this must be something like. But that's like an evolutionary. It makes total thing sense if you're like sleeping that, yeah, in a new I'm tree sure. than your yeah. usual home home base monkey tree. Yeah, it's like know? I I know where the other trees are. I know where the other monkeys are. I know where I, the I tigers are. I know everything. Yeah. I know all my friends. If they spot a yeah. snake, they'll go. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, that's cool that like, like things sort of like they call the, I guess in psychology, implicit features of your brain versus explicit, right? Explicit is like, what's your name? What's your social security number? Like, you know, why'd you just, you know, open that beer? Like things that you have reasons for, but implicit things are just like things that are are sort of pulling your strings, but, but you don't really know about them. Yeah. Maybe you know about them in like their shadow form. Like you look at like, hey, what just made me want to do that? Yeah. And it's just like you see a shadow dance against the wall and then it goes away. And you have, you're like, what? I don't know why. Yeah. What made me choose? Like if somebody's like, why did you actually decide to get a cheeseburger instead of yeah? Um, what what were the causal at the bar factors? instead of yeah. the quesadilla? Right. right? And if and I if I'm honest, like if I'm trying to be as mindful as I can in the moment where I'm like. I say cheeseburger. The honest answer is I have no fucking idea why I chose yeah, that. But there, there is a reason, probably. And so people argue that that the same thing is true if you're deciding should I take a job at this right, place or yeah. this place. That you deliberate for three days and you author this whole explicit tale that you tell yourself about why this one would be good, why this one would be good. You're on the fence, but you have the pros and cons for each one. And then right. still in a moment you go one way or you go the other. Yeah. And the idea of the free will thing when it comes to like, like, yeah. you know, that those kinds of neuroscience experiments, the idea would be like, well, you don't know really why you went with that right. one in the end. Yeah. In that moment of decision. Right. So I think creativity kind of comes from that same place, that same mysterious, like, um, part like, of our consciousness. It's kind of like, yeah, your, your own brain. It either. knocks on your door. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here. Uh. I can work. So, and then if you can get down to write, great. But yeah. if you have to get up for work, you're like, shit. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was, uh, what I was saying earlier, in terms of how I kind of come to terms with that, where I know, well, I have to get to bed because I have to go to work tomorrow, and if I accidentally don't get enough sleep, where I just literally sleep through my alarm because I'm so tired, yeah. that's going to be a very bad thing. And so what? I've been able to train myself to not train myself to do, but just kind of what I've done then. And sometimes I'll be able to sacrifice. I'll be like, well, let me just write for like an extra hour or something like that. But other times where I'm just like, ah, I've been too busy and I have, you know, these great ideas. Let me just, as I fall to sleep, just narrate them to myself, like read them to myself. And I'll come up with these like great ideas and these great lines. Like I can picture them in my head and I can hear them. And I know as I'm going through them, as I'm fading to sleep, I'm going to forget all of them. But I try to remember the, the sentiments behind them, right? Like the ideas and like the important connections. You mean because if you tried to the write meanings. them out, it would you would just be up for another hour. Yeah, and I can't. Like I need to so go. So they're swimming around in there, but yeah. they're not yet fully formed language sentences. They're just like well, shadows so, of ideas. Well, some of them are. 
not all of them. And that's the problem because in order to start to make those connections and sometimes I'll do that, I'll be like, wait, I have to write down this line and I'll get up and actually do it. But if it's at the yeah, point, I do that a lot. Yeah, like but if single it, lines, right. But if it's at the point where I have like a bunch of them coming and I know that this is going to turn into me writing for another two, three hours, I'll just say to myself, all right, just read them to myself in my own mind as I drift off. And even though I'll forget the specific, their, their specific iterations, I'll, I'll try to, tell myself as they're fading away remember like what the meaning behind them was this goes back to also my one of my favorite quotes which i think i said maybe it was in the vonnegut episode we did i forget which one but it was the ralph waldo emerson quote and ironically i still don't remember the exact quote but that's the point and it's because the quote goes something like i remember the books i've read as well as the meals i've eaten yet they have made me who I am all the same. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I remember that quote. And it's, it's not exactly that, but it's, again, it's that idea. What a great metaphor. I mean, it's so not appropriate. Not even metaphor, what a great literal truth, right? The idea, like... Oh, we're about to get kicked off our live stream. That's fine. <laughs> all right, thank you for joining us. Who's joining us? I don't know, there's like three people on there. Somebody's on there. Um. So, uh, we're still live on the podcast, though. Um. Oh, we we can share that. Well, we have a second question too. That's from true. Zach K. Do you want to read so that one? Let me just uh, conclude the first question, which is basically I'll just paraphrase it again. It's how much time in a week do you do things, you know, creatively outside of your work, right? And that could be work for anybody. Um. Uh. I I guess what I my what I would stress is, and this is why I accept the way I sort of am with my time, I think that it's good to spread yourself into a lot of different directions, a lot of different domains, and try and see what you find in different um, parts of the world. I don't, I don't mean literally. I mean, definitely traveling is part of that too. But like, try to get some understanding of some physics. Try to get some understanding of biology. Try to get some understanding of history and how people talk about history and 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 thinking of history. Like zoom in on World War One and really get to know what's going on with that. But then zoom back out and see it in the context of like all these other wars. Um, then like jump in and, and get interested in technology and how did computers work. The more connections you can make between like parallel worlds to yours, whatever your specialty is, I think it just helps you like build a model of the world. So I would say, you know, time management is something a lot of people talk about. But for me, um, I can definitely manage my time way better. But I kind of like the the style of just moving through the world with a very wide net and trying to yeah. like poke into any zone that you might be intellectually curious in, you know, and the internet really allows you to do that. You know, this green is drinking great. The treehouse green is unbelievable. It's, it's one of my favorite beers for sure. Um, so what's our second question here? Our second question also by Zach K is quitting on a book movie or show without reading the whole thing. Yay or nay. I can tell you uh, one that I did uh, recently, which was like season four of Arrested Development when it first came out. Uh, I quit about quit halfway it? through. Really? And then like a month later, I decided to power through and finish it. And oh. I'm glad I did. Um, it's one of those things that with a show like Arrested Development, 
I built a really good relationship with seasons one through three, you know? Yeah. And great show. Did, did I mean, they, amazing. Did they caress you gently? Um, <laughs> uh, Go ahead and answer the question, Luke. It would have been funnier if you said something like Tobias, like, you know, Oh, George Michael. You mean a gay pun? I'll pack your little pink yeah. mouth with this, with enough ice cream to envy every Jerry and Jane on the block. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so classic. Um, I just blew myself. <laughs> that's how he says oh, I yeah, painted myself right. blue. I, I just, just blew myself. I just myself. blew myself. Yeah. Um, so, like, season four, you know, I, I, I was expecting a lot out of Arrested Development, and I was kind of disappointed. Um, and then I ended up finishing yeah. it. Uh, what about... Um, a book for you, Joe. Have you ever bailed on a book? Oh, all the time. Yeah. But so here's the thing about that, because I have a lot of not a lot of strong opinions. I don't have many strong opinions, honestly. But in terms of, um, yeah, bailing on books, I feel that you really do have to take it on a case by case basis because context matters in the sense that who's the author, right? Yeah, there are books that yeah, no, totally. Do they do you have trust with this author yeah. and and that's you know. that's really what makes you want to read a story or a book or not is you have to trust that the author's taking you somewhere that either you want to go or you you don't want to go and that makes you interested in reading it, right? And you want to know he's going to take he or she is going to take you to a place that's yeah. worth going whether you yeah. want to or not. Yeah, and that's so, true. Like yeah. you, you know, in other words like um for me, I, I think you have to develop a trust with authors that write articles in the news now because yeah, well that's actually they take very you important, places, right? but you yeah. have to trust in their yeah. um, ability to captain that ship. Yeah, you know? and I think too you want to keep an open mind about what your metric system is because it's such a loose, loosely undefined metric system. I find so a perfect example was I recently read Dune for the first time, which is insane because I'm a writer and I love science fiction and Dune is like the go-to it's pretty much the modern day, you know, go-to f- since like 1965 on or whenever it was written. It's like, well, if you're going to write sci-fi, you should probably read Dune. And it's one of those books where once you read it, you see echoes of it in everything else. Like every author, it's sci-fi off- author that comes after Dune. You're like, Oh, this guy is yeah. riffing hard on Dune, or this guy definitely dug Dune back in the day. You know, yeah. like this was one of his favorite books go- growing up, or something. We would like say that. the same thing about music. Like, if totally, somebody, yeah. You know, and different eras, you you have different out a pathway yeah. of like certain type of sound, right. or yeah, certain totally. type of harmony. Yeah, because they just did something, or they defined something, right? That that yep. wasn't defined before, and so Dune and it worked. <laughs> well, and Dune does that really well. It does it does a few things really well that like I just, you know, I haven't seen. Um, in works even even since since then but certainly up until then things were just mostly done maybe a little bit differently but i tried reading dune uh so f- yeah for those of you who don't know dune dune is a book and i tried reading it um back in undergrad and i got like 60 pages in and i said to myself i have no idea what the fuck is going on in this book and i just got up and made a sandwich or something. I was like, and then that was it. I, yeah, I was like, I gotta go eat a sandwich. Like I got work in a few hours and I never picked it up again for probably like, yeah, like eight years or something like that. And then it, it, it's been on my shelf the whole time though, that same book. And finally I was, uh, just going through my bookshelf and I saw it and I thought to myself, why the fuck have I read this book yet? 
and I started reading it again, and same thing, like, the first 60 pages are dense as fuck. Like, it's it's a really complicated, complex book just because it's such a rich, like, science fiction world. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a good thing if you can wrap your head around that. So it yeah, sort of takes that awareness. if you buy into the world. Like, yeah. You can't half-ass it. So, and that's that's exactly it. That's what I realized was that I wasn't working hard enough mentally to really admit to myself that, all right, just because I don't quite get this nuance of their culture right now. You were in first gear thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, of course I don't understand this fucking nuance of their culture. It's supposed to be a whole other world. You're not supposed to get it yet. Right. And then once I realized that and stuck with it, once I got up to page probably about 80, I just crushed it from there. And it's a long-ass book. It's, I mean, this copy is a, it's a smaller, like, mass market paperback book. But even that is, like, I think maybe f- about 500 pages. But it, I don't know how many words it is, the actual word count. But it's a pretty long book. and I But I just crushed it after that. And so I think recognizing that point, that I wasn't having trouble getting through it because it was a bad book. But it was because I was being a, not a bad reader Like, I just don't like using that phrase, but kind of, like, sort of. Like, I wasn't giving it the credit it deserved, I think. Uh, You know, recognizing that just because I don't quite understand everything yet, I should focus on what does make sense in terms of moving the plot along. And then all of those gaps, you get those gaps filled in. By about halfway through the book, you know, you kind of know a lot of what's going on in these different because there's very different cultures in it too, which was really cool. I think the same, the, the, which is different as opposed to a book that you just read and you're just like, this is boring. Well, I mean, books find different ways to be exciting, right? But totally, yeah. Uh, like, if if the if the plot has so many holes that you haven't been able to fill in, it can just frustrate you, you know? Yeah, right. And then you're like, you know what? I I don't I don't. It's sort of like if you're listening to um, a foreign language, you know. And you get tired enough after long enough where you don't really understand enough that you just go, eh, fuck it. I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> right. um, and, you know, I remember that happening to me in like ninth grade. I tried to read Fellowship of the Ring. And the beginning yeah. of it, I, I just, you know, of course I had seen the movie first because it came out a bit before that. And I just couldn't get myself into it for some reason. Um, so I never really finished Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, so that's a, it said what, uh, quitting on a book, movie, TV show. What about a movie? Cause yeah. a movie's harder to quit on. Oh, there's definitely, well, does, does quitting on the movie in the first five minutes, like 10 minutes count? Or do you have to yeah. be like halfway through and be like, yo, fuck this. No, that totally counts. But I feel like, I've done that. I feel like movies, I probably quit on less than books because movies, no. Yeah. Cause I don't watch a ton of movies. So if I do watch a movie, I have a pretty good sense of knowing whether or not a movie is going to be worth watching. Like, if I'm going to start watching a movie, it's probably because I know enough people have told me, dude, you got to watch this movie. That, it's Yeah, but don't you ever just browse Netflix and, like, choose no, something? No, never. No, never. What? I'd rather just read. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Good point. <laughs> and then, and then re- start those books and be like, ah, fuck them, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, but I, I mean, yeah, I, in, in terms of l- movies, um, I, I would say I would have a shorter proverbial leash. Like I could see myself getting even a couple minutes into a movie and just being like, eh, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, so, um, I guess that's the same as like the first however many pages of a book though. But. We were watching a movie last week and, 
Um, it seemed like one of those risky ones from the beginning. So we like clicked it and we were like, all right, we, we'll give it five minutes, right? Yeah. In five minutes, we'll know whether we're giving it another five minutes, you know? Right, yeah. And so we ended up giving it another five minutes, blah, blah, blah. Halfway through, I'm like, do you mind if I just skip like 15 minutes ahead? Because like I- What I, movie was this? Um, forgetting the title. It was about like this prostitute who- I, I don't know how it ended because uh, I'll get to that. <laughs> so like we're about like halfway through and like I smelled exactly what the plot was, you know, you smelled exactly what the what plot I mean was, was like it sh- it gave itself up. Uh, I was like, I oh, yeah. here I bet you there's about to be a montage of character development where the two people don't talk for six months and then we're going to see them bump into each other six months later. Was this a rom-com? Something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it didn't. It didn't seem like that when I clicked on it. Uh, but then I smelled that rom com formula on yeah. it. Well, you know the rom com for- formula one hundred and one. You, well, know? you know the form- montage I- scene where dude, everybody like dude in gets enlightened in, yeah. in in six weeks where they're separated from each other and then they come back <laughs> together and they live happily ever after the end. I took a screenwriting class in. Uh, hey, fuck you, bitch! I'm taking all your school. money when we get divorced. You know, like they yeah. don't show those parts of romantic no. comedies. Well, that's the funny thing, and she the, one of the cool things she pointed out was how that I I forget like the exact she had like some sort of calculation, but I forget what it was. Um. But essentially, she pointed out how however many percentage of like that genre of movie um, or just movies in general, they follow this exact formula of guy meets girl, guy tries to get girl, guy loses girl, guy has to get girl back. Yeah. The end. Or guy, and then guy gets girl back. The end. And it's true. That's so many movies. So and there's variations of it, but that's the basic it's, premise. It's a formula that works on many. It works so well. Different. Um, you can change the details, right? Yeah. So, for example, but they know like these these corporations know that makes money. Oh, of course. Do you know the show Twenty Four? I've never heard of it. It was a show on Fox. I know. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, we, we watched it growing up, and I didn't. Um, I never watched it. What me and other people in my family realized. By season six or seven. We have 24 hours. Get you, to the chopper. Is <laughs> that basically Arnold it? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper. We realized that like 24 just followed a formula. Yeah. It was that's what just they like, oh, show opens with like a really um, bad event like happening to yeah. America at a really peaceful time. Dude, that's so many shows. That's like um, law and order. Like first 10 episodes, they're going in one direction, right? They solve that initial problem, but then they, in solving it, they realize that there's a whole bigger issue going on. That's going to be another 12 episodes, you know? Right. And there's more details. Like, it, it's sort of like we'll talk about with Seinfeld episodes, how they, they, they sort of just have a formula in a way. Right. But um, when you're watching Seinfeld, something like that, you know you're being pl- massaged with a formula, right? Yeah. I suppose... As a writer, you could say maybe that um, when you write something that that you just sort of burp out of a formula, it it's kind of empty. It's just like has the structure. Oh that well, needs well, you a story, see, you, but it's not. You deep, see this in writing right? too. You see this in a lot of stories. So today. do you think that formula, that shape of that formula, maybe comes from many great stories told over time, yeah. show themselves to be that kind of formula? 
And then when other people just try to do the formula from the top down, they have yeah. an empty romantic comedy. Right. Yeah. But the same kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. um, well, if, love if, if, gets if it, separated yeah. by something, and then the people find a way to grow into better people yeah. and get back together. And like, the that's audience a real story. Can, the audiences can still relate to it. They they understand it. Well, it's, people it's like so you and I would 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 barf at like the sort of shallowness of a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's like wait, you talk all the good artistic spots, right? The the opportunities to like write a deep story, yeah. like show how the character development happened. Yeah. Don't just do a montage. Show me the divorce proceedings. Like, getting up and going to the gym. Yeah, yeah show me the divorce yeah. proceedings. Let's you see think what you're going to take the dog. I'm going to fucking kill the dog. Yeah, let's see it's how like, enlightened oh, these people got yeah. in their little montage of like. show the like fourth time they jerked off on that Tuesday afternoon because like you know the car broke down and they couldn't get to like the strip club and it's like whoa that's dark although I like the the reverse version of that like in Wedding (laughs) Crashers they did the montage where um, Owen Wilson's just like diving deep and like you know going crashing weddings by himself and getting wasted all the time and you know reading books on like not committing suicide and like they right. just did the montage in the opposite right. direction, you yeah. know? Well, that's the, and that's something that, again, that can stand out too. I mean, look at Deadpool. Did you see the first? I didn't see I the saw second both. one. I saw both. Yeah. All right. So I didn't see the second one, but even the, just the first one, I mean, it's essentially, it, it's, in some ways, it still follows the whole or its own formula, but it does it in such an honest way of how this is a movie being made with the formula that I really kind of appreciate that, right? Um, I think it's honest. It's very honest, yeah. That's what I like about it. Um, so, yeah, this is all stemming back to have we ever not finished a book or movie or show? Yeah, so, so the answer is yeah. The, the answer is yes, and the answer is I also don't think it's a bad thing. Um, one of my favorite musical pieces, yeah. I would say all, I'm going to make a claim. It's not all, but it's something close to all. All of the pieces that I hold dear to my heart mind? right now, um, the kind of pieces that, like, I would call my favorite or the kind of pieces that I turn to when sometimes as a musician, I I sort of have to like reignite my fire. Like I just have to like take a deep dive into music. I find spiritual and special and like deep and, and, and sort of reignite like, all right, this is why I like music. This is why it's worth this effort, that kind of thing. Right. Um, Most of the pieces that are on that playlist the first time I listened to them, I got bored and turned them off. Interesting. I think something about my brain is it has to do with like familiarity. Like I'm sort of like a shy dog when it comes to new music. It's like I have the, to like, it's like the hotel room, dude. Smell it out a little bit. It's like the you it's were saying like the hotel about room. The sleep. Yeah, yeah. It's like, fucked up. Actually, Yanka makes fun of me because like when we go somewhere new, I kind of just like walk around like a dog and like smell thing. I don't. It looks like that. I'm just walking Wait, around. I, I really want to know what that actually looks like. What do you do? It means like uh, like we'll go into a hotel room and I just kind of like walk along the oh, walls dude. and check things out and like I open the curtains and look at the like dude, as I, if as if I'm taking in real data hum- as if I'm Jack Bauer. No, but that's, you know? that's the human version of like doing the whole dog thing because I remember when yeah, I when I was it satisfies my brain yeah, to do it to when, scan the room and I think it's to the fact ocular pat down <laughs> dude it's so true because I remember a couple of years ago I did AP exam grading in where the fuck was it Kansas City. And as soon oh, as yeah. that as, was such a random city for AP, such a random, it was a great city though. It was a fun town. It I was love, cool. I love random cities like oh, that. Oh, it was cool. It was a really cool random city. But like, as soon as I got to the hotel, I just like pretty much did laps around the hotel 
to figure out where shit was. And it wasn't even so much to figure out where shit was because it's a hotel. It has everything you need. Yeah, like, but it you has wanted a to build a mental a map of where am I? Totally. What and, if a dinosaur attacks? Yeah. And that, then they were like, like sir, you, you can't pee in that potted plant. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I, I'm not allowed back for AP exam <laughs> grading anymore. <laughs> That's how you got fired from AP. I didn't go this summer, Luke. Is that why? No, I had a summer class. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a better story. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So that's a good question. I like that. Thank you for your question, Zach K. Whoever Those are you both solid questions because like they're, they're um, just to, as a follow up to the, the time, like within a week, what do you do with your time? Um, I think it's important to get the things that you do every day, do them well, you know, what are the kinds of things you do every day? It's like you greet your loved one when they come home. Oh, I was going to say, what if you um, just like sit in bed jerking off and watching Netflix? You How make do you coffee. Do that well? You eat. The right? coffee would help for that. So if you can manage to find a way to keep your consciousness in a place where you're going to try to do those things well, you know, if that involves a lot of like wasted time just being creative and like riding the internet waves wherever they yeah. might take you, I think that's a good thing. Because... Yeah. Our, our brains are naturally like curious like well that's a good point with creative you should pursuit. feed into that yeah because I it's funny actually there's always been this debate I mean probably among all sorts of writing instructors I teach writing by the way which you know if you're a loyal listener <laughs> um, but there's always sort of been this debate even um, even among some instructors I know, where some of them, because I teach, um, I mean, I teach creative writing too, but I teach a lot of um, academic writing too. So like research writing, analysis writing, that sort of sh stuff. And um, I also, even in my academic writing class where I'm teaching analysis and I'm teaching research, I teach, I start actually with personal narrative. And the students all pretty much always come into the class and we start with personal narrative and you can tell they're like, what is this, like a college essay? You know, right. they're like, can I use my college essay? And of course the answer is no. Um, and I get into the whole point about how it's it's not, you know, about just having an assignment. It's about sort of self-reflection and identity and all, all of the papers that they do, they can do them in all sorts of different ways. There's a lot of leeway for how they can organize them and frame them and what type of content they can choose to use, right? because obviously it's based on their experiences, but at its core, it's really about them identifying some aspect of either a lesson that they've learned or a moral that they've learned or a perspective change that they've had in their life, right? Or some sort of realization. And sometimes they don't know what that is. But I say then like, well, what's a traumatic experience or a big experience in your life or a big change in your life? And everybody has something, right? Um, everybody's they able. They know it's significant, but yeah. they, d they don't know how or why maybe. Right. And so this assignment is really for them to help them figure that out. And I ask them to really frame it in the context of what you thought or who you were, whatever, again, the type of experience that you have to work with, what that identity or um, perspective or understanding was before, what it was during these experiences and then after and then after and they're like blown away by the time they're done with it and i tie that into other stuff with like, like again like the academic stuff like res uh, like cover letter writing and you know for for different like people like to see stories of growth 
Well, that's huge because and, that that's just what it means. Yeah, and to be and human and, really. And I mean, people will have to do that shit too for like graduate school and stuff too. You'll have to write that type of writing because, I mean, if everybody has a resume and an application that's the same, right? Well, what distinguishes you from someone else is showing that you're a person who can fucking think and reflect. That that's a huge skill to be able to. to but it's not even just someone. like you know. I don't want it to even sound like, oh, it's just so that you can get ahead on an application. Well, it, no, it's for it yourself. It has intrinsic value. Well, that's that's the first. But it also has that yeah. other value where people can right. see that, but hey, you're a real person. But that's why I start with the personal narrative because them questioning, like, their identity and how they've changed. And this is age, like, 2021, right? Cause, oh, even, know, even younger, 19? like 18, 18 19. 19, yeah. So I feel like at, at some age between 18 and 21, like, your mind almost comes online. Right. Oh, I think mine did for and, sure. And yeah, that that was certainly my experience. Yeah, I had definitely. the initial coming online at twenty or twenty-one, and I say initial because there's layers to what amount you can tell you're online in spiritual spirituality. They would say awake, right? Yeah, waking up is the idea, and so something came online at like age twenty or twenty-one. And then you've been watching too much Westworld, man. That's true. Well, actually, no, I have not been watching enough. You should. I need to watch all of season two. Oh, um, yeah. So no spoilers. Don't Luke Skywalker Dude, me. Luke Skywalker got Luke Skywalker. Joe just uses That's all the I'll word say. Luke Skywalker to right, so here's replace the every thing. Here's noun the thing, folks. and verb. If you're talking, if you're talking about a, a st- like a story or a TV show, especially that somebody hasn't seen before, and you and a friend have. Just refer to everything as Luke Skywalker. And they can never accuse you of spoiling. But the but the person who you're talking to who has seen it can pretty much figure out what you mean. Like if I said about the Westworld finale, I can't believe Luke Skywalker got Luke Skywalker. You're going to say, what does that mean? Somebody's a Jedi master? But if you had seen the episode, like because I, I said that to my roommate and he was just like, I told him that before and he was like, what? And then he saw the episode uh, today and I saw him and he's like, yeah, he got Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll understand once you see it. Exactly. Yeah, you'll know. So that's a good technique, side note. Um, side note, sidebar. Uh, so it, it, things come online to a degree at that age, but it's almost like somebody hands you... Um, have you ever played the card game Bullshit? Uh, BS? BS, yeah. Yeah, So like sure. when you get When you lose and you have to collect all those cards, you have a bunch of cards let's say 30 cards and you have to organize them into like groups of twos into groups of four like yeah, i hate that shit um, so it's something in that kind of way you get dealt you've always had these cards but something comes online that you become aware that like oh shit i got a yeah. lot of like patterns running in my mind yeah. lessons that my mind has learned throughout childhood and, and whatnot yeah. and so then you're trying to sort that out right yeah and when you ask someone that's 18, 19 in a writing class to say, I want you to um, write about like something, one of the more meaningful things, blah, blah, blah. I think if I remember to my own self at that age, like I kind of knew that there were some things that like if I explored, if I, you know, that I would figure out, yeah. but I didn't know, I, I hadn't untangled any of the wires yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of, that's, that's the point. And I think, you know, again, it's like that can have so many different applications, right? Where, yes, there are practical applications that I tie it into with other types of writing and other types of professional development and self-development. But I think that's the key. It's coming back to this idea of self-development in the sense of 
self-realization because that's something that comes up a lot, especially with younger college students where they'll, over the course of the semester, they, you know, one thing that's really funny is you see from more so than any other age range in college, my freshman in the fall, from the beginning of the fall semester to the end of the fall semester, they get so old. They like grow old. Yeah. They're because the, it's just like Obama's so, gray hair. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like you age so much. You don't age, but you mature so much quicker in those, you know, three, four months or whatever, because you can it's a totally different tell, environment like, for so the many difference of them. between on a college campus, the difference between freshmen and junior, senior type age. Yeah. It's almost a way that they carry themselves, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. There's almost. For most people, when I say this um, coming online thing or waking up thing, it's to a degree, it's almost a sort of um, um, a realization that the world kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, like if, if you were uh, the kind of person that built some kind of like, like, like very pleasant movie like view of what like your future would be. Yeah. And then at some point you realize like, for me, the way I described this realization was I carried around the assumption for a long time that all the adults I knew must be like really smart in a way I can't understand and and that they knew what was going on. Right. Like I don't this planet, this is a planet. They tell me in middle school earth science that we're on a planet. Yeah. And then I ask he's basically that I remember the teacher was like, "Oh, this way is up, you know." This is north because it's up. And then I was like, how do you know that way's up? Like, which way's up? And they didn't have an answer for me. Yeah. You know? What would they say? Ooh, I got the other half. That's beautiful. That's what they should say. That should be the other answer. Uh, so, like, you know, questions like that that don't get answered, I just assume that the... There is no answer. The sort of BSE type answer that yeah. the teacher gave me, I forget what it was. It Obviously, if it were true, I would have probably been like... Oh, that's so interesting, yeah, like magnetism not, or yeah. something like that. But it, it, it was all just kind of like left as this unknown that my brain probably said as to young little Luke, like, you know, oh, like all these people know what's going on. Yeah. And so coming online is realizing that you're also an adult. Yeah. And you know. Well, and that's funny, too, seeing that on the college level with co especially with freshmen, because they totally have weird expectations of what college is like yeah. it, from television. From or, movies. And yeah, shit. whatever yeah. the fuck they've seen. And then they meet me and they're like, who the fuck is this guy, basically? Because they'll be in my class. or, or they'll, I, this, this is why I love doing one-on-one -on -one conferencing with my students, and I probably do it more so than a lot of other instructors because I feel like it's such a great way to like just break that, that barrier between whatever their warped reality, sense of reality is and what's actually going on in terms of what I'm trying to teach them and why. And a perfect example is when they come into conference without any of their stuff or, you know, missing materials. And I tell them beforehand, I say, this is what you need to bring. If you don't, that counts as being unprepared for your conference and you, you lose points, whatever. And they, you know, a bunch of them still won't do it. And I ask them, I say, well, where is it? And they say, oh, well, you know, I, I, uh, I was just so busy. And I say, well, what were you busy doing? <laughs> and they say, well, you know, just like a lot of schoolwork and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember I was in undergrad, too. I had all that schoolwork, and, you know, I worked full time. And where do you work? Yeah. And they're like, what? And some of them do work. And it, what's ironic is the ones that do, oftentimes they, they are prepared. Sure. Because they, they, they're already at that level where Funny they know. Funny how to, that works. No, yeah, no to prior, prioritize. And the other ones are like, what? And I'm like, 
yeah, you know how it's like so hard to balance like school and work. Like I remember I used to work like 40 hours a week when I was in undergrad because I had to pay for school and they're just like, you know, crickets. And I'm like, so where's your work? Yeah. <laughs> and then you work at the ice cream shop. Like, well, yeah. come on, give me. You know. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you know, you should really like do that because otherwise you're kind of wasting our time here. They're like, sometimes I help my dad rake leaves when I'm home. Great. And you're like, welcome that- to fifth grade. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. throw the fuck up or get out Um, you know but it's to that point of hey you have to realize that nobody cares about you like yeah and so that there are layers to this i don't say that yeah i I, I don't say that in like a negative way i I just say in a way of like in a realistic way well you need to it's not that nobody cares about you it's nobody cares about you to the degree that you think they do yeah you need to you need to be presenting and even though you might not be able to actually offer anything or, or something tangible that seems worthy compared to like what other people and professional people are doing. You need to represent that you are trying to get there, right? Like you show are in training or development. Display your competence. Well, n- well, even show the fact that you're willing to train, that you're willing to learn, that you're willing to grow. People appreciate that. More than even how good you are. In yeah, music, people, totally. people tend to appreciate do. how coachable you look. Dude, I, I, a student um, who comes in who like is smart like great as fuck at writing but hasn't done any of the work but like nonchalant and like yeah. just yeah what the hell yeah. that doesn't do me any good that exactly. doesn't do you any good you're in fact that's worse you're wasting your talent so joe do you want a solo i gotta hit the head what? and we'll have this last i was beer. gonna say can you describe what you mean by hit the head go to the bathroom okay that's what i was hoping you meant we could we could like probably take a short beautiful. bathroom break and then I-, I could just keep rambling all right ramble all right so i found him in the back by the chicken fade and uh no, I didn't find anybody to buy the chicken feed, but um, yeah, so Luke actually didn't come in tonight for the podcast. I've actually been speaking to myself this whole time. I'm trying to freak him out. Don't worry. I don't Are you still listening? Are you there? Um, well, thank you for joining us. I'm glad that you've uh, tuned in for our viewer appreciation episode. <laughs> I'm sad that we couldn't have Johnny Genie on tonight. Um, he's been working hard, though. He's been in his lamp. Um, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, God, God's bless you. I don't know why you're listening to this episode of all episodes for the first episode, but um, Johnny Genie is our third member of the podcast. But he's been working so hard back at a Genie Camp that um, he he actually works at a, a at a brewery. So um, he's making good beer though, and uh, as a, a pseudo beer podcast, I technically count that as professional development so i'm glad that he's doing that but yeah um we would love to answer more of your questions so if you want to message us uh you can find us on on youtube thunk tank podcast uh twitter um stitcher grinder tinder um alphabet city all of those apps they're good stuff and uh yeah we'd love to hear from you I particularly want to see Luke in this fucking frog suit. So if we could secretly garner as much support as we can, just start flooding our Twitter, our Instagram. Again, it's all called Thunk Tank Podcast. Just search for it on all those platforms. Uh, Facebook, you know, whatever. Just, you know, start hashtagging that shit. Hashtag uh, Luke Ribbit or something like that. Because I think we need to make this happen. Because I have little in my life to look forward to. And uh, this would mean a lot to see Luke have to wear a frog costume on the podcast. So I think that would be entertaining for for everyone involved. And uh, yeah, I think that would be fun. So anyways, 
there are were a couple more questions that I guess we should get to because our our loyal fans were kind enough to um submit these. I'm I'm impressed that we got some questions. This is this is great. Um the third question um is brought to us by I'm just moving along at this point. I didn't say anything that you might regret. Wait, I can't hear you. Okay, now I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything that you might regret, Luke. But oh, shit, the other half beer. Announce the beer. Oh, uh, we're moving on to other half now. Other half beer uh, brought to us by other half brewing, right? So, as is common in the beer world, um, I got this other half beer by trading some of the treehouse beer. Really? That's yeah. beautiful. That's how it should be done. Now, my one complaint about other half is they always put, if they have a, a, um, a label that's, like, uh, light-colored, they put white on the label. That's a good only complaint about a brewery, Yeah, though. I'm ashamed yeah. to say I'm already at the age where I'm, like, looking under and over my glasses trying to, like, Ooh, figure out which one's better. That's got, like, a cotton candy vibe to it. So this Hell is yeah, um, Ooh. Other Half Triple Cream. Ooh. Triple the- Dry Hopped Oat Cream Ale. Is that um, is that got the lactose going on? Ooh, ten percent, dude. Damn, dude. Did you taste this one yet? Um, it's got like a cotton candy. I believe hop I to had it. two cans, so I probably had the other one last week, last Sunday, and I had it with you actually. Oh my god, it's, it's, it's <laughs> you were in my oh, kitchen. Oh yeah, that's right. I was in your kitchen. Yeah. No, it's got a really nice finish and aftertaste. It like stays with you. It, it it's this weird like candy wow. freshness. It's smooth. A lot of it's like, bizarre. You no, know, it's fantastic, but it's it's like different from a lot of. Ten- it's also terrifyingly not tasting well, like. 10%. I was gonna. That's yeah. that's my point. Like it tastes like cotton candy at ten percent, which is dangerous. Imagine eating a stick of cotton candy that was ten percent alcohol by volume. You'd be smashed, dude. You'd be <laughs> no, so drunk. Because like, so why would I ever do that? Then again, if I'm you're at a doing carnival it right now. and someone's like cotton candy, ten percent cotton candy over here, you, you, you would you would twenty dollars. You would follow candy. him behind the Ferris wheel and and pay for his. Ten percent cotton candy. <laughs> Listen to the accent you just did, Luke. <laughs> Nobody talks like that around here. Like he clearly doesn't work at the carnival. <laughs> he just wants to lure you behind the gravitron. Like at fish festival, there. Um, Joe, tell tell the Thunk Tank listeners about the Nitro Mafia. Oh, Ni- the Nitrous Mafia. Mafia. Rather, they weren't at fish. They were at. Um, they were at fish. Oh, they were Super Bowl. So the Nitrous Mafia. For those of you who don't know, I don't know about that. I remember my first run in with the nitrous mafia it was after i've only had that one run in with the nitrous oh mafia. so let me tell you mine first because mine was before that mine was a couple of years before super bowl and it was at not that football super bowl when we say super bowl we mean uh, fish fest the Let's band call it fish, fish fest. Yeah. did a festival it was a three-day festival nine sets over three days one secret set at two in the morning um an insane if it was insane if, if you've never been to a music festival it's just an insane I've been trying to Three write about that shit, but I, I was too browned out it's, for it's, most of it. It's like a combo of hippieville yeah. with with art and mu- it's it's just a crazy time. I think it's um, probably like maybe from what I've heard of Burning Man, it's like you know twenty five percent of what Burning Man is. Yeah, but that it's it's, it's going in that direction. Like, yeah. So, anyways, that's so anyways, where this led. But Joe apparently yeah. so, had a pre right, fish so, festival yes. version of Nitrous Mafia. So the Nitrous Mafia, I was at this. Um, Wait, who the fuck was it? Explosions in the Sky. Oh, yeah. I, I was at an Explosions I in the Sky. I saw them live once. Yeah, it was at Terminal 5. Um, in, in Brooklyn? No, in Manhattan. Terminal 5? Where, Terminal 5's, yeah. Oh, no, Bro- that was TMBG that was in Brooklyn. I've never yeah. been to Terminal 5, actually. Yeah, it's in Manhattan. It's on, the, it's on like, the water. 
Right, right, right. Like on the yeah Hudson. I was going to yeah. come to that concert, I think, or no. You might have been there. I, I went to the uh, Explosions in the Sky in Central Park. I didn't go to that. Okay. All right, so this one. Your brother was there then. He definitely was. I confuse labriolas in my memories. You guys fill the same hole. Yeah, that's fine. As long as one <laughs> of us is there, it's fine. There's plenty of us to go around. So, um, yeah, so we were at this Explosions in the Sky concert, and we got out of it. And the the way it or the location of Terminal 5 was like a block or so from the subway station. I don't know how how long it was exactly, but... My point being, when everybody got out, they headed towards that subway station or, or sure. a lot of people. Right. And so we're kind of just all of a sudden flooding out onto the street towards this corner. And just as the first wave of concert goers gets to this corner, black van, black tinted windows rolls up. Back doors open. Oh, man. <laughs> Dudes, three dudes in all like black sweaters and or they might have been like black turtlenecks and sunglasses. Yeah. Jump out. Which is enough disguise if you're in the nitrous mafia. We'll explain what it is exactly in a second. Yeah. Well, it, this is this is what <laughs> this it is. This is more or less yeah, what it is. Yeah, this is what it is. These guys jump out and they jump out with these I mean some people will not know why people care about nitrous, but Well, so here's the thing. They jump out with these tanks that look like, you know, uh, oxygen tanks that you would it, see. It, they're they're, people they're have sort of like what you would like see in a chemistry classroom or scuba they're, tanks they're, they're or something like that. They're like twice as tall as They're big, yeah. as um what like a scuba diving yeah. tank. So would these be. dudes like jump out with these tanks and there's tubes on them and they have balloons and they start filling up balloons from the tank. And the the couple of guys just start going, whippets, whippets, five dollars, whippets, whippets, and people just start buying balloons off these guys. Like a is it lot the of same people. gas that's it's in a whippet? A whippet's like when you take the ending, uh, like the the just the gas part of like the whipped cream bottle. Oh, maybe that's maybe what that's a whippet it. is, right? Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, because it's like is a, that is a, that the same nitrous oxide? It might be. I, I maybe that's what they use for whipped cream, and that's why people like to do it, but. Nitrous yeah. oxide gives you like this very intense. Well, people uh, were buying it, and then oh yeah, and, and people. But, but even from the time we like, because we we were like towards, because I was able to see the truck pull up, and then like we were just kind of standing like on the corner because we we're like let's just like observe this for a while. But they were only there for about five minutes, and they sold like a bunch of balloons. I don't know how many, but they sold a bunch, and they quick loaded up peeled away and that was it they were gone nitrous gone. mafia nitrous gone. mafia in and out they sold i don't know how many balloons but enough to just go around like they know what concerts to go to and then just yeah. for like five minutes a pop sell a ton of balloons for five dollars a pop and then just go to the next venue Where, where's the paper trail there for like nitrous <laughs> oxide right. yeah but what um, do you do if you're just like a like a a, a cop and you see that like well you, i mean like it's different what do you do because it's a crowd of people, but like theoretically, you say, "Hey, you over there, stop!" You know, "Hey, stop!" Like, but uh, so, do you remember what the weirdest part of of? So we were coming, walking back of uh, at this fish festival. We you basically make a little village. So we had we had a sick village. You and me. How built many total a tent. people would you say? Remember, we, you and me tried to put that. We had you, a, me, and Tommy I, were in the same tent, right? I, no, Tommy wasn't there. I, uh, I, Tommy was like fifteen. Oh. Like <laughs> he was in middle school. Someone uh, else, high school. Um, Gat was there. Gat. Gat was there. 
that wasn't at Fish Fest. He always gets mad because I insert him into the story. Like he might as well have been there though. Yeah. He's just auto no, there right, in no. my mind. So it was Yumi and Gat. Like I even hear Gat yeah. saying like oh, a yeah. sarcastic comment. Like oh, no, I, t- I totally like got wasted with Gat at, at Super Bowl uh, Fish Fest. But but you, we had like twenty I, total people in our I, I, circle of like large circle a of three friends. room ten, and Yumi got drunk and tried to put it together, and we somehow did oh, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but it took a while. So the the um, basically yeah, you pull into this awesome. giant property when you go to a music festival like that, and then you park your car somewhere. And so what you have to do is you you wait in this long line of cars to get into the festival, and you have to drive there together with the group of friends that you all want to stay together, so that you're all gonna <laughs> park your cars in the same spot, and you can set up a little like let's say yeah. five cars. And twenty people, right? Yeah, get and your you tents set up together, this little yeah. like you know village, yeah. and you know you have like what we ended up having was like maybe like um, twenty people spread throughout this area. Yeah, we had a good, and then community. we had like a um, a main like living room area which was under this just like tent like soccer moms oh, would hang that's under right, yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And that was sort of like where everybody went to be like, "What's up, everyone? Like last night was crazy, you know, like whatever." So we had this little village thing going on, but it was about how what would you say like a twenty minute walk to like go to the actual concert, right? Uh, yeah, maybe like ten fifteen minutes. Ten yeah. fifteen minute walk, and yeah. um, you would enter into the area where you can actually watch fish playing. Um, yeah. So it was on the walk back one night that we left the concert area, and we're about halfway back to where our campsite is. And it's a really trippy time because, like, we were there for when we first got there on, like, a Thursday, Friday afternoon, right? I think um, it was, yeah, because it was Friday, It was, like, 3 p.m. Yeah. The first concert was at 7, and we're just going to camp yeah. and, like, drink and hang out and then go to a concert, right? It's, like, yeah. it's literally the best three days you can. It was great. It's yeah. not sustainable. I totally get that. Yeah. But, we, fuck we, it. We, we it's amazing. Time. Yeah, it was great. We're, me and you are, like, on beer three yeah <laughs> trying to set up this tent yeah. that like we have no idea what to do yeah we're totally unqualified even if we had and instructions then, like, and weren't some, drunk, like which guy we with don't. like a backpack and a fucking beer helmet walks by going doses doses yeah um you know so there, there's just constantly drug dealers walking by trying to sell you things but at the same time there are cop cars just sort of snaking in and out of these like villages yeah. of campers yeah and they they see everyone doing illegal things, but their job <laughs> is mostly to make sure the hippies don't kill themselves or each other. Right. Yeah. It's not to like sort of shut down this whole um, economy for this small little town. Such you know? economy. Yeah. Um, by the way, one life pro tip is you know your car gets marked when it gets inspected. When you technically when you go into a music festival, your car gets searched so that you can't bring in anything illegal. Right. right? Yeah. But you can put you know things in lots of places theoretically yeah um, that can't be found right yeah well we were told that this old hippie searched our car and he was like oh you have open bottles there like you got to drink them uh, and we were like don't you want to like because we were like oh shit he's going to search the rest and find all this other stuff and he was like yeah no i found your open bottles you have to chug them right. or pour them out and we we're like well they're just water and he's like chug your open bottles or pour them out and i can say i did my search like yeah. it was such a sham yeah. he was just like yeah we're, we're good the like, guy who searched the, the car that cool. i was in he was like all right looks good um he looked at me and i brought my trumpet with me and he, lo- <laughs> he was like what the hell is in here i'm like oh it's just a trumpet and <laughs> that's so suspicious that's it did you open it i opened it for a second showed him a trumpet because i did have a trumpet 
<laughs> I don't know what was inside my trumpet, but I had a trumpet. Um, and That's then funny, as we're pulling past the gate, he goes, uh, don't eat the brown molly. <laughs> He actually said that. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's like, that's, you that's, know, you know that's, a, a, that's it's a tongue in cheek search. Isn't that, isn't when that a throwback g- to like Woodstock where they're like, Tony, the, don't do the brown acid or something like that? Uh, like, I don't know. Um, that's funny, dude. From what I heard through people talking, the brown molly was the kind of molly you wanted to do at Fish Fest. That, I was going to say that was the <laughs> one that you wanted to do. That's what I've been told. Anyways, yeah. back to the Nitrous Mafia. Oh, yeah, right. We're walking back from this concert. Every, <laughs> when I start talking about Fish Fest, I realize you have to give some context. Like, this is human beings going from their normal life and just becoming, like, other creatures for three days. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. the worst part, Quiz? What was the worst part? Of Fish Fest. It has a lot of positives. What's one of the obvious negatives? Oh, uh... Three, pro- two, I, I don't want to say names, one. but it was probably... No, no, not per- people. Just... Oh about being a human there three why am i counting whatever oh the fact that it was like 95 fucking degrees and, no shitting well i was gonna say it's 95 fucking degrees oh, and, you have to shit. <laughs> and like well you have to shit but like also there's no showers it's the uh the porter potty you know, unless you run you a 5k and, and get potties. hosed down on the way but that's a whole other story yeah joe, i'll save that for another episode joe ran a 5k <laughs> accidentally like, accidentally well i'll save that for with another. a tuba player yeah. who was playing i thought i was tripping on molly at that point because like where the fuck did that guy come yeah. from or go to I assume he died. I don't think he made it. One of my favorite things, as we keep doing the side note, I'll get back to the Nitrous Mafia, (laughs) but one of my favorite things about Fish Fest is you would find a random buddy, right? Yeah. And you'd be like, hey, do you want to just, like, go exploring? Yeah. And you would just, because we're talking, like, 40,000 people were at Fish Festival, at least At least 30,000, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I don't know the total There are all these, like, villages and, like talk about getting to a new hotel room and sort of like building a map of like where am i like oh i'm on the second floor if you walk yeah. this way you get to the pool if you walk this way you get to the gym yeah. you sort of build a map right yeah you we we wanted to sort of build a general idea of like where we are right so for example <laughs> i would be like hey joe let's you go exploring such funny stories right? now dude and we would yeah. go exploring somewhere and we would come back with like a tray of Jello shots, and people would oh, be like, yeah. "How the fuck did you do <laughs> that?" We'd be like, "Someone was selling Jello yeah, shots." Those chicks like, were selling Jello shots. Yeah, brilliant. Just sell Jello. Like we shots ate here. half of them on the way back. We're yeah. like, "What? What? How, what? What could this possibly yeah, do, you, do?" Do you remember like the first day? <laughs> we're just like standing like near the porta potties, and Bonsi goes because they had like circles of them. Like you would go into an area of surrounded by porta potties. And, yeah, and Bonsi. Yeah, it was like a Porter Polly like yeah. village area. Like yeah, like like alcove or something. Yeah. And and our friend uh Bonsi goes into one and like twenty seconds later he comes back and we're like, Oh hey. And he just looks like white as a ghost and he goes, There's a girl shitting over there. And I just <laughs> do you remember this? Oh, she and not I, in a porter potty. No, uh, yeah, and yeah, I just, just go, out, What? Out, and he's like, yeah. She's just squatting in the middle of the porta potty like field, just taking a dump. Yeah. And we we're like, Why? And he's like I don't know, but I still have to pee really bad. <laughs> he just got freaked the fuck out, yeah. you know? You'll see a uh, lot of weird things there that will just, things, like, yeah. give you the second take thing, right? Yeah, where you're just like, oh, um, man, that's people just and people in. You go on that kind weird. of exploratory mission. You might find a jello shot. You might be offered acid or molly. Yeah. Or you might be offered, like, a grilled cheese. There was a you lot. Know? Of, or PB&Js. Now, from what I've heard, like, something like yeah. Burning Man is very much, like, the idea is like you bring something to offer people and like, yeah. you know, like you would be much more likely to encounter 
someone who's like, here is a grilled cheese. Enjoy. I'm glad oh, I could cool. give you pleasure. You know, I like that. Yeah. And and then if here you, is if a blowjob, I'm glad offer, I could give you pleasure. No, but, I mean, there are blowjob tents at Burning Man. I'm sure. <laughs> what there, is that? There's an orgy tent at Burning Man. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you want to go? <laughs> I'm not, I was just gonna say I'm totally not ready for the Burning Man orgy tent. And then totally not ready. One of the things about Burning Man I heard was I that, support it. You know, but... like they that that the 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 symbol of Burning Man they burn it at the end of each festival, right? Yeah. It's symbolic, right? Of course, it's sort of like a phoenix burning and then being it Sounds reborn. overdone at this point, Burning Man. But just imagine you're at like a fish festival, but it's longer. I think Burning Man's a bit longer. Ugh. And then this big figure of, um, I'll, maybe I'll find a video, the one that I saw and like uh, link it in this episode. I say maybe, because like maybe I'll hear this while I'm yeah, you're not gonna remember editing this any episode of this, together. No, you're and, not going to uh, remember this. No, maybe I will. You won't. So all these people, <laughs> like we're talking like 50,000 people are in this black desert, like no stars. I mean, no lights around. You can see all the stars and they light this giant figure on fire and people start howling like wolves at it, Joe. They start going, oh, oh, oh. How do you know? Oh. You've, you've been there? I heard a, a comedian that I like to follow um, – so, Duncan Trussell has been going the last two years, and he told like a really long like intro rant about um, Burning Man on one, um, you know, a few episodes when he got back, and um, it just sounded like it it it's the kind of thing that takes the energy that you felt at something like a fish festival, yeah. and just like you know unites it into this like pack of humans howling for the vibe at Burning Man, which like yeah. I think it would be safe to say. Because I like to live life in a balanced way. I think it's safe to say, okay, I'm about to rhyme. That's weird. Um, Go ahead, do it. No, I mean, I already did. I'm going to stop now. Do it. Um, Don't stop now. Keep going. I think it's safe to say, wow. like, balance is important. Wow. And in 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 one way, if if the whole world could live their life the way people live at Burning Man, you know? We would starve there would be a lot less problems in a lot of ways but we would also be starving there would not be airplanes we would not have trains or subways yeah, who's gonna fly the airplane who's gonna do open heart surgery yeah <laughs> who's gonna discover how to do open heart surgery right who's gonna keep doing open do you heart me- surgery? i remember i asked you a question um years ago for some reason it just popped into my head we were sitting somewhere having a beer talking about like something neurotic people and how annoying they are right that checks out and then i remember asking you like wait but would we have like airplanes if there weren't neurotic people you know Mm. and i thought like no we wouldn't have anything good like you need people that get uh, to get obsessed with like weird things well that's the same thing too with like insane military people it's like i would be terrible military people yeah but i'm glad that there's insane military people because i'm I'm glad people what's the alternative well, I mean, there are insane people in the world who want to do awful things, and you yeah. need people who are falling on the side of good, but they know how insanity works yeah. to be combating that. And that's I don't think that's my job. I can't do it. No, I'm I'm not like that's just not something that's I'm not wired to do well. But that's my point is that I really appreciate people who are. Yeah, I don't right? I don't I don't knock that sort of like there's a there's a very common sort of liberal 
Wait. Oh boy, here we're, he goes. We we're supposed to do here the nitrous goes. mafia. Here let, he me, goes. let me just finish that story. What he means to say is these liberals <laughs> and their nitrous mafias. I, I, so, I bought you some time, Luke. <laughs> Fish festival. <laughs> we're coming back from a concert. Joe, the weirdest thing about the nitrous mafia there, all of a sudden, same thing happens, right? You see all these people in like all black. You can barely see their faces. Wait, this was at the festival? At the festival. I don't remember Technically that. outside of the concert area on the way back to the camping area, they just start offering people balloons, and people are buying balloons and then sucking in oh, the air. I don't air, remember that at buying all. Buying balloons, sucking in the air. And there were so many cops right around who were doing nothing. So clearly the Nitrous Mafia, in some kind of like, in like the departed, you know, like the way oh, they, they show like dirty cops. They definitely like, paid off the cops. There was some kind of payoff because yeah. there was like a cop car, um, three cops on horseback, yeah. And then a few more cops just standing around watching this go down. Do you, do you want, there were enough cops there that if they wanted to like take down the Nitrous Mafia, they could have. But clearly, that's not a thing you do. But here's the thing. Do you know, ironically, what doesn't have a paper trail? I don't trail? want to get on the Nitrous Mafia's blacklist. I don't know why I'm ranting against them. But also... I, I support them. No, I don't. <laughs> Full disclosure. I, I'm neutral. Great guys. Neutral. <laughs> Fantastic guys. The but, best. <laughs> but do you know what doesn't have a paper trail? The people at the festival giving them cash... Of which they then just hand cops cash. Yeah. It's like, think about it. If they make like $500 from that, like one walkthrough, and then like as they're leaving, they're like, oh, here you go, cops. Here's like, you know, $50 each. It's like, great. Yep. Like, you know, we're, you're you're not selling heroin. It might okay. even be at a higher level than that. It's like when you think about corruption in like a government. Oh, who like, knows? Yeah, I'm just using numbers. Ours, yeah. It's, it's at, at, at a level like that that's probably just like people just know that oh you don't go after the nitrous mafia because it turns into a whole thing like probably that van has guns in it or something you know like or, or it's also just not worth but, going but also like i don't know enough about nitrous to know like how illegal it is or how or, good or bad it actually is but like i guarantee you if those guys like showed up and were selling heroin the cops wouldn't be down with that because that shit causes problems also if they were right? selling nitrous on you know, some high school, you know, right, tennis yeah. court, I don't think it would be as easy to turn the other, you know, turn away from that as right, a police officer. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing. I already said that, like, these police officers were driving through all the camping areas. They know what's going on. Yeah. Well, to a degree, I, they're looking for, like, they're, they're, they're playing their cards, you know? Like, well, what are you going to do? Bust every person who's Well, that's what I mean. Like, like, you're you're going to be there. And that's, that's like, the whole, I mean, classically ironic thing about, like, how, you know, enforcing against weed is so ridiculous because there's so much worse stuff. And that's what they're looking for. They're right. not looking for the guy hitting the bull, like you say. They're looking for the guy who's, like, rolling up his sleeve and doing heroin and then is going to die right and then they have dead people to deal with which is what they don't want which as technically they're supposed to help people not be dying right, right? but nobody safety but nobody there i guarantee you nobody there died from hitting a bull like it just didn't happen it because it's close to impossible to die from hitting bulls right i mean you just have to smoke more than you're even capable in like the amount of time that you can yeah you but, but i mean you can definitely die from doing heroin for sure. Or cocaine. No doubt. Even. Like, no doubt. It, it, it or happens alcohol. all the time. I mean. Sure. But again, but that's that's a good point too. The the whole point about alcohol, because it's like 
well, it's technically legal in a lot of contexts, but you can still kill yourself doing it. So it's like you're, they're really there to keep the I peace. I remember Rogan, though, also, you know, when it comes to, like, people getting caught up on, like, a specific substance and how it can kill you. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, sh- you should just be careful with that line of thinking because, like, you could die from salt. You could have a big bag of Epsom salt and eat the whole thing and kill yourself. Yeah, but guess what? People don't do that. People do kill themselves with heroin, like, Fair right enough. Now, Fair enough. You know? and, and that would be a good retort to that as yeah. a way to say, like, yes, technically anything you put in your kill body. Kill yourself with water. You could it's called waterboarding um, or you drowning. Could, you could also kill yourself with water just by <laughs> drinking too much, technically, sure, yeah. right? You would have to right. really, really force it down. I think but a woman point, did that, like, yeah. for but some radio is, show contest. My point is heroin like, does it way faster. Does it way faster, way more efficiently, right? Yeah. I get that. Um, and and then the argument there, like from a political standpoint, would be what level of um, uh, government laws and and enforcement of those laws, yeah, versus just. But you have letting to, the consequences be the consequences. But you have to, yeah. You know? But you have to recognize. I like, think punishing sellers is more of a um, logical thing than pu- punishing users. Well, I think that users get that's enough shifting, punishment by well, just using it. Using it, yeah, that's the shifting debate where it's like a lot of countries that are more progressive. You know, if you look like in say Europe, where they treat users like, um, I don't know if victims is the right word, but like addicts or abusers, right? Yeah, patients. Let's say. Yeah, exactly. It, victims it changes in a the way, focus. but the the reason that you were probably hesitating to use the word victim is that it's an overused word now. Yeah, well, and it, it's it, yeah. It sort of lost its its meaning. Yeah, and or it e- it either means something really extreme well, think, or it means nothing. Well, I like, think you want to use it appropriately. Like use you, it appropriately. Yeah, you yeah. want to use that that word when it's really accurate, right? But let's say you're and, and it is accurate sometimes. I I think in the context of like people who um, are abusing drugs maybe in different ways, but there's all sorts of reasons why you would abuse drugs, right? There's not one reason why you abuse bad drugs like heroin or cocaine even well so like i would say somebody who's selling like really really addictive drugs that are just horrible for people yeah and they're not addicted themselves yeah because if that's if someone's addicted themselves then maybe part of what they're selling is is just a way to make money for their own addiction and then you could just as equally call them a victim right yeah there's something about or, or, the person patient, who's not addicted like a, again, at all. A, again, a sick person. A sick person, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, fair enough. To that extent, like anyone who gets cancer, I'm, I'm saying victim in that way. Like they're a victim yeah, of right. fate. Of they're a victim of right. of 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 just the circumstance, un- unlucky circumstance yeah. that they found right. drawing their card of life, right? Yeah. And it's almost like a, a card game in that way. Like every time you pick up a card in a card game. You don't know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. Well, every time you go to the doctor, you really don't know what you're going to get, right? Is that why you don't go to the doctor? I keep telling you to go No, to last the time I went, like, he was like, yeah. And, and then he, he looked at me. He said, um, did, have you been to the dentist? I'm like, not in a while. He's like, well, I'm supposed to tell you you should go. I'm like, well, should I go? He's like, I'm supposed to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, are you telling it me? Tell are you telling me that? Or are yeah. you telling me that you're supposed to yeah. tell me that? Like, which one are you telling me? He's yeah. like, you should go to the dentist. I'm like, dude, that happened, I got to, that happened to me where he was like, I, I got like a physical last year and everything was like stellar. Just like, oh, yeah, you're in great shape. You know, everything's good. Except, oh, there's like an inconsistency in your 
heart rate thing because I had like to get, a murmur, right? Yeah, I had to get the EKG. Not, e- but they weren't even sure if it was a murmur. So then they were like, I was like, all right, excuse to order you a test, right? Exactly. So I had to come back in and get this test, which if you know, if you don't have insurance, would cost you a lot of money. Yeah. And the test from that concluded, oh yes, the same exact thing that the first fucking test confirmed, which was nothing. Yeah. Except that there might be something. And then they said, oh, you should probably go to this specialist. And at that point, I just said, do I have to? And he said, you sh- you really should. And I was like, and I kept pressing him on it. I was like, but I have to? And he's like, well, you just want to make sure. He's like, you never know. He's like, you're young, so you're probably fine. But I can't say don't do that. So here's a list of specialists you you should contact. And I talked to somebody I know who is a hematologist and I explained the situation and he was basically like, yeah, you're fine. Right. Don't worry about it. And I, so part of that is like, um, doctors are probably trying to protect themselves. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like you say, they have, they to. don't want to tell you, don't worry about it. And then, well, you know what? Cause even if, thing and you sue well, them. even if it's one out of every hundred patients, it is a thing that like, they don't know, you know what I mean? Like it, it, probably, yes, I'm fine. But if it's even one out of a hundred, they see patients, you know, yeah, they see however many patients, so it's like, oh yeah, I have to tell you, you know, yeah, go check that out. But there's also that phenomenon of getting stuck in the fucking merry-go-round of doctors, right? Because like something's a little oh, off totally, at your dude. main doctor, and then they send you to this one, yeah, totally, and then they send you to that one, and and you can get on the on the conveyor belt of doctors, which dude, if you I, have insurance, it's not a lot dude, of skin off your back, but. The oh doctors God. are making a lot of money each visit. Dude, if you look at the, because I, I mean, I'm very lucky because I do have insurance right now, but like, you know, even something you, you go and get like blood work done for like, you know, just like a checkup or just a regular doctor's office, have, whatever have it seen, is. Have you like seen, have you seen the bills? Three to $500, right? Wait. I mean like a regular doctor's checkup, like a yearly annual checkup. Oh, maybe, I think yeah. it's like. Something between three and five hundred. I thought that's what it was. But I mean, like, I got blood work done in. Blood work's probably more, right? I got blood work done in office, like during my checkup. Like, I didn't even have to go somewhere else on a. Oh, I usually have to go to like Quest. Yeah, so that's how good my insurance is. Luckily, that like they just did it in office during during my checkup. Basically, took like two minutes. Yeah. Like, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, but usually you have to fast for those kind of things, right? Nah. That's why they, they it's fake usually news. schedule them. No, nah, it's fake news. They just want to fuck with you. <laughs> Fasting wa- is fake news. <laughs> no, they want to send- It's the same as putting the gown on. They just want to see yeah. if you'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. why do you need a gown on to tell them you have a cold, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't Wait, really do have they, to... Do no, they make but, you put a gown on? No, no, no. <laughs> what doctor are That's you going to That's a Seinfeld uh, joke. No, I know. Um, there's a whole episode where Elaine realizes like uh she's got like a bad rep with the doctors and like the in the chart the doctors are like writing shit about her you know yeah. and then um oh yeah and she's like goes well i'll just erase this yeah and he erases and she goes, something she goes but that was in pen. pen you fake erased you fake erased she accuses the doctor of and he fake just erasing. goes and he just goes hmm and he starts writing he something else more, down, right? yeah. she goes what are you writing and then every she basically has this yeah. rash and she's trying to get a doctor to like give her a prescription she's like this rash yeah. is bad blah 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 and every doctor is like um <clears throat> looks like it'll be fine yeah like, you know? yeah they're like well i just got your file and you'll be fine yeah <laughs> yeah and, but the, the representation in those episodes was like oh like 
doctors in Seinfeld are willing to like go against everything they tuck in the Hippocratic oath, <laughs> right? Yeah, because this woman yeah. is difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I can't wait for the Seinfeld episode. Uh, do we have one more question to answer there? We have two. Uh, let's do them rapid fire. All right, rapid All right. fire. First one is: What kind of tree would you be? Would you want to be? Go. Um. I'm going with oak. No, pine. Evergreen. I would be an evergreen. Yeah. Or maybe a redwood. That'd be cool. Um, but I like evergreens. But speaking of trees, um, there's a type of vine. I'm forgetting the name of it. It's a Japanese vine. Can, can you search for it and see if you can get it up? Oh, I thought you were trying to do hang-up game on yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> you miss Johnny, don't you? Is he home? Can we call him in at this point? Is it too late? Should I try to Skype call him? You can try. It probably won't work. But you should Google um, Japanese vine and see what comes up. It's this type of vine that, like, takes over trees, and it grows over everything and, like, grows around, like, tree trunks and branches. And it basically overruns an entire forest, and it starves the trees by just, like, absorbing all the sunlight, basically. Oh, shit, really? So it's, like, it's, like, um... It's just a super like vine, it's like bamboo a super, vine. It's, it's like a, a big, it's a big virus like, yeah. in the real world, physical yeah. macro I, I, world. I, yeah, so I would be an evergreen. Uh, but I like but um, there's something uh, like I love the the sort of nobility of like seeing a winter scene and seeing that an evergreen is still green. Yeah. Ooh, I would be. You know, there's I, something just so. I would be a beachside evergreen. Wise and powerful about that, you know. Yeah. But I love a good. Um, I love seeing a great tree. You know, like a really, um, when when uh, a, an oak tree or something like that, or something that generally grows big has the space to grow. Well, that's because like, a lot of trees are restricted have, in their the, growth by what's around we it. We have the elephant tree. Oh yeah, back here. you have a tree here that's we call the elephant tree. Um, it's so like old and just, it just gnarly. It looks so cool. It's it, so ancient. It looks like, like hundreds of years old. It looks like. Um, it's got like that taut elephant skin, you know, like, like old elephant skin. You know, like in a cartoon skin. when they show a really old person and they show like their facial features and their nose and it's all like curved and wrinkly and like yeah. it look it has those features, you know? Yeah. It just looks like oh, it's like a wise tree. Like oh, like you probably burned your face at some point Dude, you in your eighty do, years of existence. You know what's weird like, is like I'll sometimes just like touch that tree, like I'll just like put my hand against it. Because it's just like there's there's something with that tree, dude. Yeah. It's like hundreds of years old. It's one of the biggest trees. Do you trees know that the, the, the famous pose of the it's Buddha, crazy. the big fat Buddha that is like the the famous Buddha statue you buy anywhere, right? No. I've never seen it. Really? No, what are you talking about? Uh, so like I'm, on the bottom, the hand of the Buddha is touching the ground for that uh, reason. It's like saying yeah. like I am the earth. Like I'm not That's separate cool, yeah. from it, right? Yeah. So it's like when you're touching that tree, you're saying like whoa. You know, well, it's, that's the thing. You're like connecting like, with a tree. There, there are people who like have touched that tree in that same spot going back hundreds of years. Like there are people who were touching that tree while like the fucking civil war was going on. That is a great thought. That's crazy. That's fucking insane, dude. You can go. I mean, this is how I felt when I was in Turkey and I was in Istanbul and I'm standing in the Hagia Sophia and I'm standing at the spot where Roman emperors were crowned. Yeah. I'm standing at that same spot and seeing on the wall yeah. are carvings of Viking carvings because the Vikings tuck over at one point. Yeah, right. What am I to do with that knowledge? I yeah. can't really, I, I can't digest it. Here's I can't the thing. If you look out the window it. of our studio here, 
you'll see a, a church that's 200 years old. 300 years or 100 years before that, that would have been woods and this room still would have been here and you would have just been looking across a dirt road into the woods. Right. Being like, wow, that's dark. Yeah. Wonder what's going on in the rest of the country. Oh, there is no country. We're still ruled by the English. Right. Our studio's from 1756, I think. And it's, it's pre, haunted. It's pre-America. <laughs> but think about think about that, dude. This room that you're in right now is pre-America. Pre-1776, yeah. Yeah, it's before America. Like, you, if you had been in the... So whoever was in this room when this room was first built, like, looking around, there was no concept of America, of the United States of America. That's crazy. But, like... Th- that, that this happened. is why I love history. It's amazing. It's because so cool to think about. What right? it forces you to do is it forces you to think, who would I be if I were planted in a totally different situation? Right? Yeah. So totally. you think you're you think you're something, right? You think you're a certain kind of person, you think you're strong How in this dare way, you? blah blah blah, right? <laughs> who would you be if you were put into a Viking um, community. I Who would do you well. be if you were put into the Middle Ages? Who would you be if you were to be supplanted to any other yeah. spot of history? What it, what it does is it 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 sort of forces you to realize like who would I, who would I be, if if all the variables that I kind of have thought about were pushed to their extreme, right? Yeah. So we're lucky enough to never have gotten to a point where we're literally starving, right? So far. On a daily basis, sometimes I'm an idiot and I just forget to eat and I feel hungry in that yeah, way. I made but you a bean dog the, earlier. Yeah, like I ate a nice bean dog, a nice bean dog. It was good, wasn't it? It was a good bean dog. Yeah. My first bean dog. But they're good, right? <laughs> they're really good. Yeah. 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 It's got everything they, they you need. They do their job. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, you know, what? what is it like to be so hungry that, like, you think you're going to die and your body starts to tell you you should do anything you have to do to survive and eat you actually don't know what you're capable of maybe if you're a really you know diligent person or intelligent person that can like look at their mind a certain way you can kind of see what you're capable of if you had a family and you're living in a time you know you don't have to really go back in time you can pretend like there's some kind of giant nuclear well, you don't, you don't war to, you can just go to anywhere zombie apocalypse you can whatever go to like it is half the planet right now you don't even have to go back no in i get that but i'm saying like just make it like something like walking dead where you think there's nothing right there's no laws you're breaking it's just survival yeah but and that's that's what your still brain will start to do is like is like reorient like what is right and wrong right and you know right and wrong is a very bendable rule because you just have to well, feed your and, family. And especially when you're around other people who are starting to bend those own rules, right? Like, sure. They're also so, like, in Rick, that framework. Rick from Walking Dead really wanted to be a good person. And what we saw was what happens when a good person gets put through like, the grinder. The grinder yeah. of Walking Dead yeah. seasons one through six. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, season like, seven, Rick is like. Sometimes you got to bite a motherfucker in the neck up. or dick. Yeah. Like, it just, you know, they're going to try to you rape your son. You like, I'm going to bite your dick of off. Biting yeah. someone's throat open yeah. until they bleed out. Well, you just see. Maybe you are, right? Yeah. And um, that's why I love shows like that because I think um, one of the weaknesses that we have in, like, you know, 
the sort of modernized world is there are many aspects to being a human being like deep level survival things like hunting and killing our food and yeah things that like most people never get to express and if you're not finding channels to get that energy out yeah. by exercising right right by, yeah. you got to find healthy channels you got to find for that. healthy yeah. channels for that otherwise it starts yeah. to like reflect back into your mind yeah. and it it turns into you being angry in traffic and being like like some woman the other day like um gotta get to work my car's my car's struggling i put i put like a little bit of money back into the same car and the guy handed me the key the mechanic and he was like um it's running but not well (laughs) (laughs) that's not good for a 92 model and like i i just wanted to confirm i'm like so i shouldn't take it on like a trip up to massachusetts he's like uh like are you, is that a joke like so um you know it's accelerating very slowly and i know that vibe. somebody yeah. somebody behind me just started like honking at me i'm like can't you see what i'm dealing with like yeah. are you really that like zoomed into your own little world well, of Luke, anger that's not what they want now <laughs> you're not giving them what they want they now. just want their suv to like speed ahead right yeah which um, is it's funny because i'll let people go around me because, like, I have the same problem with hills because my car is a sack of shit, too. <laughs> and, like, we inevitably always wind up at the same fucking light. And I'm like, yeah. I'm glad you're still angry and yeah. I'm not. Because like, it was never about – it was never a practical thing that got them angry. It was yeah. not like, oh, if only I could get past this car, I'll get there yeah. sooner. Yeah, I won't hate my wife. It's like, no, yeah. you still definitely hate your it was, wife. It was, yeah, exactly. Like, it was the I hate my wife energy that got them to be like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. Like, oh, perfect example. I was helping Nathan move yesterday, right? Oh, yeah. We moved shit into the storage unit, right? And um, his car was parked and our doors were open. So this other caravan of like a moving truck and some other people came by us, right? And they couldn't get by to where they wanted to go or whatever. So I right away looked at them. I'm like, yeah. And I closed the door, right? And then he kind of looked at it. He's like, oh, I still can't get by comfortably like with with this truck. And I said, actually, because I looked in the car, I was like, actually, we just finished unloading. So we're just going to be getting out of here. Right. And he was like, "Okay." And then it took us like a second, like one, one thousand, two, five, five full seconds to put the last two boxes in, close the hatch, like lock the storage unit, get back in the car, start it and drive away. Right. As we're starting the car to drive away. One of the people in the line goes like, what the fuck's going on? Just move already. And we were like, what? Like, it's what? You couldn't control your mouth hole? It's not what they want. (laughs) It's not what they want now. Anyways. So that's your, you know, people, people are baffling. Like, and I think that energy of just some people want so you're saying they got to go into the woods and tackle a deer well, and just slit I mean, its maybe throat. some some people want to have that survival like yeah. energy like well it's got to come out, it's got to come out somehow and it often comes out in traffic it's got to come out in healthy ways though and i know and yeah. and people need to be self-aware enough to know like what healthy ways to get it out all right we have one more uh, one more question so i i would what did i say evergreen yeah That's i said evergreen too so our last fan question Two evergreen trees is also by rob h and he says if a half a fish costs a penny and a half if a, i'm sorry if a half <laughs> oh, a God. fish costs a penny and a half how much does three half fish cost per penny luke <laughs> go <laughs> 
Um, What's your best answer, Luke? My eyes hurt from trying to read that. <laughs> I'm going to paste this in this in this app where I'm learning Turkish with people. I'm oh, my gonna God. Paste that That's not going to help. <laughs> the thing is, people will just be like, I don't get it. Because they won't even know that they're not supposed to get it, you know? All right. I'm going to say two. If half a fish costs a penny and a half, so... Um, that means one, one fish costs one fish three pennies. Costs three pennies. Right. How much does three half fish cost? So three half fish is one point five fish, right? <laughs> so one. I just broke down. <laughs> I'm doing it. One point. One point. <laughs> now I gotta start at the beginning because you're laughing. Wait. So if a half, half a fish costs a penny and a half. <laughs> So, so, um, um, <laughs> no, one fish one costs fish three costs pennies. Three pennies, yeah. Okay, three pennies per one fish. Yeah. How much does three half fish? So that's, that's, um, <laughs> one and a half that's fish. That's three pennies plus half of three. So that's 5.5 <laughs> pennies per penny. <laughs> what? No, it's how much, no, does three half fish. So three half fish is 1.5 fish. Right. And one right. fish is three penny. So, oh, so it's three it's penny plus half a penny. Which is three pennies plus one point. It's four point five. <laughs> right. Yeah. Four point five penny. But how much? How much does three and a half fish cost per penny? What does the per penny part mean? I think. <laughs> oh, I added that on to the end of his question. Oh, that's not fair. What do you mean per penny? <laughs> I don't know. It's just what does it cost? <laughs> I wanted per see. penny. Yeah. Four point five still. Oh, okay. If you said per dollar or, or per like lira, that would be different. Well, but, how much would it cost per dollar? I mean. Four point five cents, like four point five hundredths of a dollar. <laughs> so that's the answer. Four point five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'll run that by him right. and see what he says. <laughs> I wonder if we got any other questions during the episode. I didn't check. Um, Should I check? You can go ahead and check. Um, I think somebody liked uh, our tweet. Oh. oh. Oh, somebody asked a question. Who? Um, cons, con, conherbsative politics <laughs> asked oh, yeah? a question. Um, what they ask? He said any and he said any and all questions ask here or if you want to ask. Oh, that's what I said. Oh, and you also didn't use English. Any and all questions. Yeah, you I spelled that wrong. <laughs> No, but like there was another. Was there another response? Uh, no, there was a like. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess we could stalk his profile. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it's who the fuck is this guy? Cons herbative politics, the vulgar podcast where two center left stoners hilariously discuss the current political news. You need to know with the help of their bong. I feel yeah. like we should have them on. The, dude, why don't we hit these guys up? All right. All right, we're going to hit you up. Uh, hey, conservative politics. Uh, we don't know who you are, but we're going to direct message you right now. They're out of Portland. Oh, they're on Podbean. That's where we are. Yeah. That means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know to have them You're on, on one of the uh, five main podcast hosting services. Um, all right, That's let's cool. wrap this episode up. Yeah, I'm good. I'm ready um, for bed. Yeah. Well, thank you, listeners, for your questions. <laughs> We we should have another more well planned. Wait, I know what we should do to have a better episode. listener um, AMA kind of Go. episode, right? Yeah, 
We, well, we need, we need two a frog things, suit. A right? frog suit for you. We one. need a frog suit. Three things. We need yeah. a frog suit. <laughs> yeah, that's. We need probably one. to give a little bit more warning time to our yeah, fans. Yeah, less than like six hours. Yeah. And number three, we need an actual audience. <laughs> Oh, well, that's not going to happen. So the first two are realistic, though. Well, I mean, like, let's say we get about 100 downloads per episode, right? Yeah. In most scenarios online, you take whatever exists, and about 1% of that will engage with you, right? Yeah. You get mostly consumers with a few engagers, right? Well, technically, we got one of our listeners to ask... Well, we got two of our listeners to ask four questions, right? That's a start. That's a 2% engagement. So, like... Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, for example, Tim Ferriss' podcast will do... Um, he does a drunk dial, like, every year. He'll, like, drink wine and then just, like, people You want to call, will... call Gat quick? Should we call Gat right I'm now? I'm going to call him. Can I Skype him? Oh, on Skype? Sure. Why not? But he's probably not logged into Skype, but... We, we, we don't know that. Oh, that's not what I was hoping for. Is there a way to turn that down? Wait, I can probably just mute it. From the computer, you can turn it down. Oh, he hung up on us. Never mind. Or it didn't pick up. Let's 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 call it a, an episode. Yeah. This I'm, has I'm been good. the Joe Luke ramp, rant, yeah. ramp, rant. Yeah, you're done. I'm calling. I'm, I'm pulling the plug it's on late. you. It's late. I'm gonna make some bean dog. Do you want another bean dog? I might have a bean dog on my way out. We're, we're gonna have. I've some... been doing this intermittent fasting thing, but because I'm a fucking psycho, like. I, I can eat until 2 a.m. and I, love I can't how you eat until 4 p.m. I love that you appreciate that you're a psycho. Because <laughs> I totally get it, yeah. I, I get really creative and productive. Like, I'm about to go home right now. Let's say it's it's around 1 a.m. I'm yeah. probably going to be, like, like fitzing around until 2.33. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's just how I roll, yeah. you know? Yeah, I hear um, that. I'm lucky enough to, to do that right now. I don't, I don't have the kind of job that that requires me to do something else. I'm sure I'd be a better person if I had to get up in the morning and like manage my time from that angle. Oh, I don't know about that. Fuck it, whatever. I, I kind of really like that my time is is kind of dictated by the fact that, hey, I when I do have to work, it's like very engaging, right? It's like, like I had crazy individual conferencing with students like all week. Like my work days were like 10 hours long mm-hmm. and it was great, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. But it's a lot of data points, though. It is, but my That's point- why I kind of like private teaching at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I get a lot of data points about how the world works. Oh, totally. But my For po- better or worse. Yeah, my point being, like, I spent today at the beach because, sure. like, yeah. I just put in crazy hours the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, it you know, it, it works itself out in that sense, you know? Right on. All right, you're fried, dude. <laughs> you, you, we got to get Luke home. So, uh, folks, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Look, we really need Johnny, obviously, right? Oh, I would say he's the most important factor. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it, it's just like we're trying to cook a meatloaf without what? What's an ingredient in meatloaf? Pepper. Pepper. I don't know. Um, Salt. So uh, donate on Patreon, and Johnny won't have to work as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If I mean, you subscribe, we have a so we have a, a new hundred dollar an episode tier. Do not sign up for it. But do if not. You, but if you and I repeat, do not sign up for it. But if you do, Luke will definitely wear a frog suit. <laughs> Wait, can you reply to that? Who who tweeted the frog suit at us? Someone. Can some- you reply to that and just say oh. I will wear it for the next episode? Yes, I was go- sure. I was going to do that with or without your permission. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just, there's, Luke, there's no way out of this. <laughs> 
and I think that's okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, I'm going to message him right after the episode. And we kind of hinted at this last episode, but, um, you know, I'm going to try to start figuring it out in a very loose way. Chances are it will be one of those things that costs a little bit of money to pay for a service to do this. But we would love for the YouTube version of the podcast to have video. I would even if so it's love just that. the yeah. Skype um, version yeah. of the video. That would be great. And usually, I have to do some research into this, but that's the kind of reasons why um, Patreon support is so helpful because, like, yeah. it gives some and, flexibility to be like, th- "Hey, we and, have the money yeah. to like." Try and that. thank you, our, our Patreon supporters. We couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't do it without you. Honestly, well, we would. But. Honestly. Uh, it's true though. Like I probably wouldn't keep um, the the very minimal cost is like well it no it it helps fourteen dollars a month sixteen sixteen how much it's fourteen ninety nine oh for the the for just yeah. having the podcast exist on a server right so we're able to do it is the um, point all the equipment we're using yeah. also costs money and it technically it's all been paid for from Patreon. Yeah, so, so I, I'm going to say thank we've, you. We've broken even. Yeah. No, seriously. Thank and you, And I'm really happy about that, right? Yeah. Oh, that's and that's huge. With with the Patreon support we have, we're continuing to break even. And and break, um, breaking news to you. And, and, and bringing the top quality news to your doorstep every... Look, what's the alternative? Every morning. Fake we're, news. Aren't we the same as like um, NPR Morning Edition? We're just bringing a very sober rendition of the news to you. I'm Lou Creams. <laughs> um, give a little teaser. What's the next uh, few topics going to be? Uh, well, we were talking with Johnny about how we really want to do an episode on colonization and how that applies. History. Well, the history future. of colonization, but how we can analyze and examine that to try to project how that might look moving into the future talking about like mars and then even beyond that like exosolar like thinking about like a possible uprising on mars a revolution on mars yeah yeah which i think i i think that's something that hasn't been discussed enough because everybody's so excited about the fact that what would that that look like well we'll we'll probably have somebody walking on mars within the next six to eight years i would say yeah certainly within the next 10 years within the next decade i would say for for sure. sure The question then is, where do we go from there? And that's a very and interesting And how much question. respect do we have to pay to President Elon of Mars? <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge question, man. Um, so we've got that episode yeah. coming up. We've Seinfeld also episode. got um, a Seinfeld deep dive analysis, just conversation going on with like a bunch of Seinfeld geeks because we're all like way too knowledgeable about Seinfeld. What's up with that? We've got uh, beer history, sort of beer talking history, about yeah. like... Um, you know, the history of beer and, like, why humans were drinking beer I think Johnny, the Middle Ages. Yeah, Johnny's going to come back with some solo rants, I heard. How does coffee play into that? Coffee's big. Because, like, you know, yeah. the Enlightenment kind of coincided with, like, humans, like, drinking a little bit less beer yeah. and, like, more coffee. I remember reading something about that. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. And um, also just, like, a, yeah. a science of brewing, you know, talking about home brewing. We'll like, what are the ingredients of beer? How do you, like, change flavor and shit like that other than that like please let us know if you have any topics like you, you want yeah, us to I, dive I, into i really appreciate the questions that we got and we'll we'll do a, another more well-planned viewer q a episode yeah this one was kind of last minute yeah but, we, <laughs> but i think we did it we pulled it. it off yeah we fuck also it. tried to stream this to youtube but um well we, we apparently I, we're we now can't. down to like 22 <laughs> hours before we are allowed to youtube has like a 
Is that so a that like if filter. you're sitting there in front of your computer and you're like, I want to jerk off live, yeah. like they're like, just it's yeah. it's sort of like the you're trying to buy a gun. They're like, there's a waiting period for that. Like, yeah, be like, <laughs> let's see how long you can hold your penis in your hand. Yeah, for. And it's like, like if 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 in 24 hours you still want a live stream. We'll let you. Yeah. We'll let you. It's like if you go to Walmart and you're like, I need a rifle now, they'll be like, eh, we're probably not going to give it to you for come, like. Come back tomorrow. Yeah, come back tomorrow. And if you still seem like a crazy guy who needs a rifle, we're probably not going to sell it to you, you know? How is that not like a good thing, though? Like where people are like, oh, yeah, like there should be no gun laws. It's like. I y- think, I think, yeah, like, of just course, there should day. be no gun laws is like a very extreme um, that's a whole other topic thing yeah I, Be- because that, that like I think a lot gets lost in the gun debate but um, well it's, I think it extends beyond that it's like any debate because that comes up when my students do research papers where I, I I kind of point out that exact um issue with pointing to, pointing to extremes within anything where it's yeah. like yeah you're not gonna be able to convince anybody who you're trying to convince of either extreme in a six page fucking paper whether that's that well that's why my all guns should version. be legal or no guns should be legal like don't try to do that in six pages it's not going to happen focus on a specific example like what should new york city do differently what should the federal or, or government even, do differently what should new york state you do can differently? make a compelling what should paper, alabama do differently you can make a compelling paper that's just simply about like my thesis is it's really complicated and it's going to take very nuanced laws in different places. You know, like like right. you can sort of restate an ambiguity as your thesis as long as you're like showing that well, after as long, thorough as long research as you're pointing you're still out, ambiguous. Yeah, you're, you're pointing out the causal factors that make it so fucking confusing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's stop rambling and uh, yeah. I'm going to go home. All right. So thank you for joining us. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Have I'm getting f- better at saying that, not drunk. Well, you're getting better at saying it in a way that sounds not drunk while right. drunk. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Um, have a thunky evening, thunk, thunk listeners. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs>